everyone, Kitty here. Before we dive into the podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders. The first is that we touch on a lot of sensitive subjects that could be possible emotional and trauma triggers for people. If there are any topics that you're sensitive to, we recommend that before you watch any of the movies or listen to our podcasts, you check the website doesthedogdie.com. Also, this podcast is not kid-friendly and not safe for work. Please listen responsibly. Finally, this podcast contains spoilers. If you're like me and don't like spoilers, please watch the movie before listening. Thank you, and happy haunting. This is Hounds of Horror with Max. What is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. Doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. <laughs> and Kitty. A That's lot. a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> Okay, cool. I'm Victor. I'm Max. And I'm Kitty. And this is our weekly horror pet. This is our pop a This is our pop a podcast uh, where we talk about horror movies. This is our horror movie where we talk about podcasts. <laughs> oh, man. That would be great. <laughs> that would be a terrible horror movie. <laughs> a horrifying horror movie. You keep thinking something's going to happen and nothing ever does. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe as we're talking, you kind of like the pan, the room, the camera pans around the room and you see serial killers walking outside the window, but nothing ever comes of it. What would be the opposite of a serial killer? A serial saver. That's true. I was thinking, what's the opposite of serial? <laughs> Chaotic? Uh, Neutral? Not sequential. Just one time, I guess. A non-sequential killer. <laughs> Non-denominational killer. <laughs> okay. So this week we did my pick, which was A Color Out of Space, one of my all-time favorite H.P. Lovecraft stories. Victor's not allowed to pick any movies anymore. That's not true. That is true. (laughs) Okay. We came to a unanimous decision. Um, All in favor? I don't think you know what that word means. (laughs) I mean unanimous between me and Max. Unanimously decided by (laughs) two-thirds of this podcast. (laughs) It seems we're not all in no, agreement. I mean, I mean while, <laughs> while you were out of the room, we came to a unanimous agreement. We were the only two in the room, so we... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we did a color out of space. The color out of space. Mm-hmm. Which is a 2019 movie that was directed and written by... I think I said Richard Stanley. I think you did, too. I had it up on my phone, and now it's gone. Richard Kiley. It's very <laughs> Who did it star, Max? Well, we have uh, good old Nicolas Cage. Oh, boy. And uh, we also have Jolie Richardson. Mm. You're just not going to list anything that Nick Cage has been in. Do you want me to? No. Burning Man. (laughs) Is that the only one you remember? Why can't I think of anything else? (laughs) National Treasure. Con Air. Con Air. (laughs) Harry Potter. Uh, Burning Man. I said that one. Wait, you mean Nicholas Flamel? I'm kidding. <laughs> Although he was in The Sorcerer's Apprentice. He played the sorcerer. It's basically the same thing. He was in USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage, I believe it's called. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um, the list goes... Like, seriously, that's why I didn't list any movies was, from was, him. He was almost Superman. Joking. He... What? He made a great Superman. Huh? Look up If you're like a Superman Cage, that talks Superman. like this. That's not a good impersonation of his voice, but... I think it was Joel Schumacher was going to direct it. Anyway... <laughs> 
Jolie Richardson. She was Stark in Event Horizon. She was in The Patriot. She was in another movie I really liked called In Darkness. She played Alex. And it also starred Natalie Dormer. We'll have to check that out. I feel like I've seen it, but a lot of those movie titles are very similar. It also stars Ed Skrine. He's a hitman. Oh. Mm -hmm. The bad guy from the first Deadpool movie. Well, yeah, I'm definitely interested. Yep. Uh, And we also have... um, Julian Hilliard from, uh, he played Jack Gardner. He was best known probably to everyone from The Haunting of Hill House. He's going to be in the next installment of The Conjuring series. Oh, boy. He plays the same character in every one of these. He just plays an adorable, doughy-eyed little boy. Yeah, who just can't seem to keep his head out of haunted holes. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. It sounds really wrong when you say it out loud like that. I mean, he might have come out of a haunted <laughs> hole. We don't know. He may have. And last but not least, uh, as far as mentionable people go, we have Tommy Chong. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to mention him. Ah, uh, yeah. Why not? He was also the uh, water buffalo from Zootopia, <laughs> <laughs> and a hundred million other things. Leo in that '70s show. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Um, I am going to just mention real quick, Brendan Mayer was in VOA, but he was also in iZombie. Oh, okay. Who was he in iZombie? He was, I think, one of the main characters. Was he R? I don't remember. We only watched like a half a season, and that was ages ago. Because that movie also had another one of my favorite actresses, whose name I don't remember at this moment. I think it's Terry something. It's a show. TV series. So you must be thinking of a different... Oh, no. Are you thinking of Zombieland? Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of uh, Warm Bodies. Yeah. (laughs) Never mind. No, iZombie. I think he plays the coroner in that. Never saw iZombie. Oh, is that with the chick who dissects brains and can see what happened to the victim? Yeah, it's a... I never took an interest in that show. Not one time. Also, (laughs) listeners... I'm sorry, but that's a ghoul. That is not a zombie. There's a big difference. If there. she's cognizant, then yeah, she's not. It's a freaking ghoul. That's, anyway, I saw commercials um, for that ages ago, and I thought that's dumb. That's a dumb show. Uh, but uh, Madeline Arthur, who played Lavinia, she was in The Magicians. Ah, I wanted okay. to bring that up because I did knew I did know that I recognized. I did her. knew that. I, I don't did know what that, that is. Oh, it's, it's a pretty good show. Yeah, it's a sci-fi original. I think. I Max think that you. I, Max. I, Max. I, as Max. (laughs) I personally think that you, Max, would really, really like the villain from the first few episodes. You you would. He is. I still haven't gotten into evil yet. Uh, There's only one season of that, dude. There it is. Damn it. We even (laughs) said about silencing your phone earlier. You know, on, um, (laughs) what's the one I just edited, Krampus? My phone went off, but it was in a section I had to cut out. (laughs) I was going to leave it. That's great. Well, it's mentioned now for posterity. And I thought I did silence this. But I said that every time before too. The I think you would like the the villain from the first season. He is uh, he's suave. He wears a suit. He's creepy and evil, but in a really like Hannibal Lecter slick kind of way. I think you'd like him. Hannibal Lecter slick. That is the name of my new cologne. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter slick. It smells, it smells like, like blood. blood. <laughs> <laughs> so pennies basically. And people's taste for it varies from person to person. <laughs> Taste. Get it? <laughs> um, so, for the uh, brushing off a long dormant segment of this podcast, I'm bringing back the phobia thing, or at least oh, trying to. Oh, snap. 
it's hard because there's certain episodes or there's certain movies that we watch that would basically be the same phobia over and over again and i can't find an interesting phobia so this time we're i'm going to be talking about dementophobia which is the phobia of and the fear of mental illness and what's really interesting about it in my opinion is that it is more prevalent in people who have a history in their or a, a biological aspect to mental illness in their family, which I can absolutely understand. So if you have a, a parent or a loved one who has gone through something like schizophrenia or something like that, it, you there is some some evidence <laughs> to suggest that there is a, a biological component to it. And That's I think the that only way to itch that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to like pinch a little bit. <laughs> Oh, to be a man. Gotta be gentle. <laughs> Always gentle. Max was scratching his ball sack. <laughs> I even showered today. I don't know what's going on. Just a, a chafe that happens. Slightly out of place hair. It could be. Wild hair. It's not uncommon. But something like even a lack of sleep can cause you to, to think differently. And uh, it can... It can make you start getting concerned or people with this phobia this fear it can make you start getting concerned about the onset of mental illness and insanity because you are now thinking differently because of an outside factor that you're attributing to insanity even if there's something that you can equate it to like sleep deprivation or something along those lines or or an increase in stress so i thought that was really interesting that people will assume that something that is can be attributed to a normal environmental factor is automatically them going insane because they have a some type of of history of it and like i said i can definitely relate um and i just thought it was interesting so that's it dementophobia catoptrophobia catopcolliatophobia is totally different (laughs) i'd also like to point out um some people have asked me what some of our references are to most of them are mystery science theater references yes for example uh when we go you know oh this one thing's doing something but then again it isn't that's from mystery science theater he's really stabbing me but then again he isn't <laughs> i must say a little bit of home movies in there too yeah, yeah a little home movies good amount of family guy some futurama hmm? yeah. Yeah. i, I just referenced their references without really knowing <laughs> <laughs> i have Memory like Swiss cheese, and I don't remember where any of those references come from, even though I've likely seen them. (laughs) So. Yeah, we're like humor sponges. We don't have any of our own. We have to leech them from other things. Yeah, if we made a pie chart of where all of our humor comes from, I think the the smallest sliver would probably be about 1%, maybe less, and it would be original humor. Mm -hmm. That's fair. (laughs) So. Like scratching my balls. Like that's. It was funny for no reason. This just was. It was. It's more of a physical thing. And it was inherent to me. So, you know, I take credit for that. To really understand it, you would have had to have been here, which you're not going to do because, you know, we don't we don't want people here. I was going to say, we don't want you here. Yeah. We love you, but, you know, from where you are. Yep. From a distance. So and sure. not just because of the thing that's current. The current pandemic has havoc. no impact on how we feel about our love for you and our spatial needs. For your presence. You sound like somebody who's trying to dig themselves out of a hole right now. <laughs> sound like someone who's trying to break up with someone really politely. Uh, it's just I'm yeah, trying I, to make sure they understand the insult. I care about you. I just don't want to be around you. I, I I appreciate your support. I just need it from far away. There's there's another reference from home movies. I don't dislike you. I just dislike being around you. <laughs> so, guys, 
Never drink before a podcast. Drink during. Yes. <laughs> so, our movie starts off with... I don't remember. Um, I don't um, either. Oh. Are they having dinner? Uh, no. Um, Lavinia is doing oh, right. her Wiccan spell by the lake or river or whatever. And Ward approaches her and interrupts. Technically, it's Ward, I believe, is the narrator. And he's got a very nice voice, I have to say. He does. He is narrating, uh, I believe, a passage that is straight from the beginning of A Color Out of Space, the story. I think you're right. And it, that is how the movie starts. And it is it sets a pretty good tone. Uh, and that's one of the, the reasons I like that story is because it immediately gives you an idea of, of what you're in for. And then, yes, he does come upon her doing her ritual and I have a thing here. Uh, it's either Alexandrian or Wiccan. It's Wiccan. Okay. Yes, she does say. He guesses that it's Alexandri- Alex- Ex- Alexandrian. Excaliburian. I don't know what just happened there. I got stuck on a loop. But <laughs> she asks him to guess and she says that's not the or that's the second thing that you've messed up today? Well, so she's in a huff and annoyed, rightly so, because he walked in on her ritual. And she's a little bit embarrassed, I, th- I, th- I think. I might be assuming, but I think she's a little embarrassed. She should be. And she's, <laughs> she starts heading back to her horse to get onto her steed. And she thinks her big velvet cloak and her purple dyed hair is going to save them all. <laughs> so she's heading back to her horse and she's annoyed. And she's taken aback because he says, was that Wiccan or was that Alexandrian? And the fact that he knows what either of those things are or knows enough that there's a distinction between the two, I think surprises her a bit. Just going off of their, their chemistry and, and the way that she responds to the question, it seems as though she's kind of surprised that he would even know that. And I think that's when she... Realizes she might have misjudged him, but she's still annoyed with him. But, spoiler alert, their character development is pointless. Yep. It's, and it stops right about there, to be it honest. It does, and I really appreciate that. This is a movie where... Are you serious? I appreciate the fact that there's no romantic... There's, they don't have to have a romantic push. There is one there, but they're not pushing it. Yeah. I don't need to have okay. a romantic storyline in every single movie ever. Alright. I mean, it was there. It didn't need to be, but it was there, and they... I don't know. I guess it's reasonable for a somewhat sheltered girl to have some feelings or guy to be attracted to. Um, the they first. weren't sheltered. Yeah, I don't think so. They uh, had just moved to that farm from the big city. They at one point they're talking oh. about it and they said that they finally got out of the big city and were living out in the country, which had been their dream. Oh, I thought I don't know. I got the feeling that this was a. Something they've been doing for a long time. I think maybe a year. Oh. They bought the alpacas. Yeah, I guess they inherited the farm. The animals when his dad of died. the future. <laughs> yeah. Man, Nicholas Cage can sell anything. I would like. He it's the hairline. He could have had. Uh, I don't know. Pick something. Armadillos, and said that they were the animal of the future, and I, I would have been like, All right, yeah, okay. I fucking love armadillos. Yeah. Um, I like penguins much better. They are pretty cool. They're cuter. Like any small armored critter. Also, it's fun. It's more fun to say pangolin. Pangolin. Yeah, that is pangolin. the proper. Armadillo. Pangolin. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who calls her a succubus? Or succubi? Her, <laughs> her brother. Her brother and her have this really fun... Uh, I guess it's more playful than anything, where they constantly throw out insults at each other, and they keep trying to come up with more 
in-depth uh, insults, and I think it's really fun. <laughs> so <laughs> they, she gets back to the house. Lavinia gets back to the house, and Jack is staring into the well. And she says, weird little what are you doing? And he says, dad says that if I stare into the well long enough, I'll see stars or something like that. And they have a whole conversation about it. Mm -hmm. Foreshadowing. And then Lavinia goes inside and we get a clip of the mom, I think, while he's setting up dinner. Uh, of her upstairs, <laughs> I wrote down, is she a day trader? <laughs> mm. <laughs> kind of seems like it. I think she works in commodities. I don't know what commodities. Popsicles, probably. Yeah, definitely. Cotton balls. Lollipops. So, Nathan goes down into the wine cellar, and I wrote, nice wine cellar, bet that'll be important later. Mm. And I don't think it actually really, I mean, it kind of was. It kind of. But, I mean, Ward takes shelter in it for two seconds. Yes. He wards off the storm there. Wow. <laughs> but it was an impressive wine cellar. It was pretty yes. impressive. And so the mom comes downstairs after uh, Lavinia makes comments about how she would rather have McDonald's than... Mm. What food was he making? Something French. Casole or something? He, I think the Cousse? joke was that he was pretending that it was some kind of French dish when really it was whatever the hell he could find it was like baked beans and hot dogs and there was something else in there it was really weird maybe some pasta like spaghettios there was i i didn't pause it to look but there was just an amalgam of easy to access comfort foods i think it was an an actual dish yeah well then i apologize i made a i made an assumption it looked like some sort of casserole it looked gross It looked like some sort of weird curry casserole. I'm sorry, French people. I That is no judgment on your food. That particular dish looked gross. European food is gross. <laughs> oh, man. That is not true. It is true. Most of it is disgusting. Well, I didn't go to France, but I went to Germany, and I did not have a single thing there I didn't like. I went to Germany, and I didn't eat a single thing that I did like until I went to McDonald's. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've never been outside of the country, and I've never had anything I liked. I had Zweinehaxe mit Brotchen. It was amazing. It's a giant plate of sauerkraut with a big slab of pork on it. And then a big loaf of bread. You just scoop it all up. I can't not, with that description, imagine you with a really long beard getting mead served to you in horns of animals. And slamming your fist down on the table when you want to order more. I don't know. You, the way you described it, it just I got this vikingly description of you at a table. Actually, at the bar we went to, mostly you just had to be like, tap your glass and oh. you'd get another one. That's... <laughs> Slightly less impressive. <laughs> but still, did you do it manly? Man- manly? Uh, manly? If finger hair counts as manly. That's the one. <laughs> so, we start setting up that the family is relatively functional, but they definitely have some shit brewing under the surface, mainly with the daughter who doesn't want to be there, and the dad who thinks that he's going to raise the animal of the future, which is alpacas, and believes that he's going to eat them, which what I'm sure some cultures do. It's a little odd. It's not. I wrote down that this is a Jonathan Colton song. What was I referring to? Alpacas? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it whenever they went to see Somebody's Crazy Ezra? and It's You? Maybe. But it wasn't the crazy song I was thinking of. What was I thinking of? Hmm. 
Made me think of Jonathan Colton. Perhaps it will come to you. <clears throat> Maybe. We'll see. I hope so. Oh, I, I like thought Jonathan you meant Colton. that there was an actual song. No. Was it like, late at night, there's a noise oh. upstairs. Was it that one? Is that creepy what I was doll? thinking of? Yeah. It's a pretty creepy song. I don't know. There's a creepy doll. But the mom asks where the brother is at some point, and <laughs> then he goes, oh, he's out smoking weed with Ezra. <laughs> The mom acts surprised as if she didn't think that the squatter that occasionally lived on their property was smoking weed. <laughs> this movie would have been equally good if the mother had been replaced with Professor Farnsworth from Futurama. <laughs> oh. Smoking weed? Hoa? <laughs> Why are we going five miles an hour? Because we're in a hurry, damn it. <laughs> um... So yeah, we get a we get What's a glimpse. the point of remembering anything? You'll just forget it five minutes later. <laughs> oh hey, it's me. <laughs> um, so yeah, we get a we get a glimpse that the family is a little messed up, but for the most part they're trying to make it work and So I want to bring uh, I think I'm skipping over a little bit, but not anything that's super important to the, the story. Obviously, if you haven't watched it by now, watch it so we're not spoiling it for you, or if you don't care about spoilers, carry on. Oh, real quickly, the dad does an impression of his dad. Nathan does an impression of his father right there in the beginning. Mm. And it sounded it sounded like Nick Cage was trying to do an impression of Alec Baldwin doing an impression of Trump. Oh, <laughs> like, That's layered. I was going to say, it sounded like Nick Cage trying to do an impression of Nick Cage. It did. <laughs> I feel like when the writers were getting together, or casting, whoever was, was starting to figure out this movie producers were figuring out this movie they're like who are we gonna get an actor that's really good at playing crazy should we get nick cage or nick cage <laughs> maybe nick cage we'll see if nick cage is available okay call him tomorrow because that's when he's there so <laughs> so it's work right <laughs> one thing that i wanted to point out and it's not necessarily something they spend a lot of time on uh, but i really appreciate the fact that there's this stunningly attractive woman um We've seen her in multiple things over the years, including Event Horizon, like Max said. And she, while they're on the porch together, um, I forget how the topic comes up. They talk about having sex and how they haven't for a while. They should try again or whatever. Um, but she says about him not finding her attractive because she's gone through, I presume, a mastectomy. And That's also what I assumed. And I think it's really, really nice that they actually spent a couple of seconds for her to say... I don't see how you could find me attractive because she's really self-conscious about the fact that she's had parts of her removed. And that's, that's a really difficult thing for some people to deal with. And sometimes it's, it's necessary. It's medically necessary. And the way that it's handled is really, really nice. And I really appreciate that a lot. The fact that they spent time on it, the fact that it, it does build characters um, or builds their motive, um, their connection and lets us understand the characters more. And there is some motivation there. And the fact that he tells her that she'll, always be his golden lady and I just I thought it was a really nice moment and I appreciate it a lot so moving on <laughs> he and Teresa go into their bedroom all of the kids are in their beds um they start getting busy <laughs> Lavinia is has fallen asleep while reading the Necronomicon and Necronomicon there is no compiled Necronomicon I've said this I'm pretty sure that there are I'm some sure fan-made ones. Yes, there are fan-made ones, but there is no complete edition written by the man himself. Yes. Abdul Alhazred. 
It is very interesting to note that this has been mentioned throughout many, many, many different pop culture uh, relevant titles and Mm -hmm. movies and shows and Mm -hmm. books, whatever. It doesn't actually exist in real world. There has never been a physical, tangible book. Any of you out there who thought Sherlock Holmes was a real person, I'm here to tell you now the Necronomicon is not an actual book. Yes. So add that to your surprise today. Mm Mm-hmm. The Necronomicon, also referred to as the Book of the Dead, or under a purported original Arabic title of Kitab al-Azif, is a fictional grimoire textbook of magic appearing in the stories of, by the horror writer H.P. Lovecraft and his followers. Written by the mad Arab Abdul al-Hazrid. <laughs> it was first mentioned in Lovecraft's 1924 short story, The Hound. Written in... <laughs> <laughs> he had an idea for a story and he thought it was really good and he had a really good idea for a title <laughs> and then he looked up any of the works of Arthur Conan Doyle and was like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> the hound oh, oh the hound is fine <laughs> the hound of the basketvilles <laughs> but yes uh, written in 1922 though it's purported author the mad Arab Abdul Al-Hazrad had been quoted <laughs> year earlier in Lovecraft's The Nameless City, among other things. The work contains an account of the old ones, their history, and the means for summoning them. I do believe Abdul Hazwood was not permitted to write that stuff down, but he did, and I think the conjecture is he was brutally killed for it. Oh, God. Or sucked into a different dimension or something. Hmm. So. Moving on. Yes. So whatever they're about to do is apparently so heinous that God stops them by throwing a meteor into the earth. I'm just presuming here. I think that it was summoned. By them having sex? But not by Lavinia. Oh. I think that it was summoned by Professor Lupin, or whatever her name was. <laughs> Mayor Tumen? Tumis? <laughs> Mayor Tumis. Who... I don't understand why she was in this at all. She's the biggest raging bitch that ever existed. She is. I don't care about people's safety. Money's on the line. <laughs> why would she summon this? How would she be able to do that? Are you saying that her greed and, and hubris did this? or She what? wanted the property mm-hmm. so that she could build her reservoir or whatever. And going to create enough Clean water for the next 17 counties or whatever she's doing. Stopping the flow of water does not make it clean. (laughs) Just a heads up. I don't think it increases the flow of water either. (laughs) Like, I can put a cap on a bottle, but it doesn't make more... Never mind. It makes energy. I think that that she physically summoned it. I think that she performed some sort of spell... Not Lavinia, who thought that she summoned it by accident. I wildly disagree. Because Tumis is just too stupid to do anything like that. I think I agree with that. But I, I can't say. You don't know. I don't. I don't. I can't really refute that, but. Mm-hmm. So, as this is all happening, for whatever reason, the son is researching. Uh, Tommy, I think his name is, is researching like black hole. Benny. Benny is researching like black holes or black something holes. about the oh. cosmos. And then this. Meteor starts to fall. And he had no flesh shall be spared on his Mm. wall in like magazine cutout letters or something. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that is a 
fairly famous passage from one of the Cthulhu stories. That which does not die can eternal lie. And through strange aeons, even death may die. No Flesh Shall Be Spared was a book by Tom Cornell. Oh, never mind. Oh, hey, um, Ward was reading uh, The Willows by Algernon Blackwood at one point. (laughs) You see the book in his hand. There's a verse in the Bible, apparently, that says that. Matthew 24, 22. I mean, anything that ends with F is probably from the Bible. You know what I mean? Partaketh. Ah, Cutteth with the swordeth. If you're talking about the King James Version. Thou who dealt it, also (laughs) smelt it. But, yes, he had that on his wall. Little Jack was asleep in his bed with his dinosaur that he carried around with him for the duration of the book it was or the book and somehow very few of them notice the intense bright purple light that emanates from everywhere outside except for jack except for jack in, well jack presumably has some kind of weird psychic link with it which is a little whatever no he sticks his head down haunted wells a lot so he does <laughs> he was open and then it, no one seems to notice until it starts literally shaking the house. And then everyone gets up and runs outside and checks it out. Well, like, Benny's sitting there going. Because <laughs> he's stoned out of his gourd. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, I don't uh, pay much attention. to st- I see everything, but I wouldn't get out of bed for that. <laughs> see, if I was laying in bed and like something huge shook the house and I saw a purple eye, I'd be like, jeez, can I just go to fucking sleep, please? Wow. All right. <laughs> So they go outside and find a giant glowing purple meteor and then decide for whatever reason to get close to it. And poke it with sticks and stuff. Nathan keeps talking about how bad it smells. Yeah. And he says that it smells like burnt dog. He does say that. Oh, the dog notices that it's happening. Sam notices that it's happening. Oh, Why true. is every German shepherd named Sam? That wasn't a German shepherd. It was a mutt, I think. It was think. like a wolf. Well, not a wolfhound. It was a mix of something. It might have had shepherd in it. Why it is every wasn't. dog named Sam? Then let me change my thing. <laughs> oh, I want to know who played Sam the dog. Ugh. What? Okay. It was probably Sam from whatever. I am legend. Oh no. <laughs> a truly sad movie. It is, but it is nothing like the actual book. <laughs> well, I am pleased to say that A Color Out of Space follows the story fairly closely. Which, also, listeners, if you're at all interested in reading the original story, I highly recommend you do that before watching the movie or listening to this podcast, because it is very good. This movie seemed to me to be a dumber version of... What's that one with um, Natalie Portman? Pirates of the Caribbean. No. Only on a professional. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. Wait, 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 wait. So, The Color Out of Space... Was a dumber version of Leon the Professional. Please elaborate. No. What movie am I thinking of that she I, was just in? I don't know. With the skull bear. Annihilation. Oh, Annihilation. <laughs> so you confused one of her most recent movies with her first movie. <laughs> she was like 12 in The Professional. But. I, wish we, I wish you would have kept going. So like Leon is kind of like this meteor that falls out of the sky. Star Wars. <laughs> The bad ones. Uh, uh, also, <laughs> listeners, I am stupid, but I am not that stupid. I know that she's not in Pirates of the Caribbean. But this seemed like a like a, a bargain version of Annihilation. 
okay. Kitty, stop reading stuff. They had two separate horses play Comet the Horse. Okay. Oh my god, who cares? One was named Zibunga. Okay. And one was named Ulysses. Someone's fishing for compliments. Good job, Kitty. It's so interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> See, when you talk like that, that's what I'm trying to imitate, and it works. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's, I there's don't know two different you... horses. Uh... <laughs> it, I don't sound like that. <laughs> you don't. Not really. But you sound like the sister. It's funny to pretend you do. <laughs> <sighs> so they go outside, look at this meteor. Some time passes the next day, I guess. And then the... The who's and and he calls the sheriff and the mayor. And the mayor. No, the sheriff <laughs> brings the mayor. Why would the sheriff bring the mayor? For reasons. Well, okay, so I guess a little bit before that, we start to see that like, Nick Cage tries, I don't know. There's something weird about the whole family in general before any of this even starts. Things are just kind of odd. And then immediately before anyone even starts getting corrupted by the meteor... Things are weird. The son is catatonic. Like, he, he's not responding. He's... I thought you meant our star of the sun is catatonic. Oh, no. Like, it's supposed to be dawn, and it's still dark, because it just can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not interested. No. It, it is even. out there, man. Jack-Jack, the sun. It's up there. He's catatonic. He's, he's in shock <laughs> or something. And she says this to him, and he's... Nathan is just totally uninterested. He, he goes and gets himself a drink. And I thought he was going to, like, put ice in the back of his neck or something, but he doesn't. He just gets himself a drink and sits there, and she says about it, and... She says, so this is what you're going to do, then? <laughs> given the circumstances, I don't see how I would do anything else. <laughs> just, it's just it was so weird. It's so weird. But it's perfect, because it's just Nick Cage being Nick Cage. She Think- wanted to take him to the hospital, and he was just like, no, I'm time for a drink. I'm Which, not even convinced he no, read the No, I guess script. there's no... Nowhere to take people when they get sick in this place. Well, because he asked the mayor, he's like, "Are there any places with doctors over the weekend?" And she's like, "Fuck you, you're a dick." <laughs> basically, is basically, what she yeah. Says. She tells him to go she's to the next town, ass. which is like an hour away. Yeah. So when they get there the next day, so this is one thing that I wanted to mention from the story that I really like. And again, if you haven't read it, please do so. It's really good. Um, in the story, there's a spe- uh, specific passage where they talk about specific. There we go. Passage where they talk about taking a sample of this and taking it back to a laboratory. And when they get back to the laboratory, they are convinced that it's smaller than the original sample. And then they start doing tests on it and they come back in the next day and it's smaller still. And they have they have tangible evidence because they took their measurements the night before and they realized that it's shrinking. And it's just kind of a side note, but it was really interesting the way that it was added. And I don't fault them for taking this out. But in the movie, we see that it shrinks considerably from the night before to the next morning whenever the mayor and other people come out. So that's how they kind of reference that a little bit. Um, but it's not really made mention of until it eventually disappears completely, which is the next night, I think. I think so. The only scientist in this is Ward. Yeah. <laughs> and they bring him along because he's doing the survey on the groundwater. And they're like, what do you think of this meteor? And I was hoping he would say, like, I'm a fucking hydrologist. I don't know anything about a goddamn meteorite. Also, he just <laughs> shows up. He doesn't. They don't know who he is. He yeah. just shows up. They don't ask for any kind of identification. Why is he? No, in a the tent? mayor. The mayor calls him. Oh, is, is she goes, "Hey, Ward, what do you think this is?" And like she calls him by name the second he arrives. Oh, I missed that part. I guess. <laughs> is it water? No. Then I don't know what it is. This is not my field of study. My field of study is very specific. <laughs> Maybe you should call a astronomer or an astrophysicist or. What are you? A hydrologist? <laughs> what do you need? A meteorologist. <laughs> <laughs> that is big swing that's not the 
same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Meteorologists predict weather. <laughs> and do a piss poor job of it, I, I must add. I wasn't going to correct him. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to let him think that. <laughs> Uh, like that guy on the TV screen who's like, there's a 90% chance of rain today and it doesn't rain for three fucking weeks. That's a meteorologist. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, Just that ah, back one. over to you, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know shit. I swear to God, they're wrong 80% of the time. <laughs> so we should put the barbecue away. I think so. <laughs> there's a cloud there, but there isn't one there now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Real time weather reporting. Huh? The cloud's moving on. Oh, new one's coming in. I saw people go, did you watch the weather? I go, I never watch the fucking weather because you don't learn anything useful from it. I don't know why. When you said that, it made me think someone was like, oh, did you catch the weather last night, man? (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy. They said it was going to rain, and then they said there was a less chance of rain the next day. (laughs) Anyway, so they get the hydrolysis? No. Hydrologist. Hydrologist. And I think at one point, someone says something to him about a geologist and i think it's nathan says something about needing a geologist to take a look at it and i don't remember if he questions why uh ward is there or not but it's interesting enough so they he takes a sample says he's going to go check it out or no he doesn't take a sample until they uh he tests the groundwater the next day so doesn't think i really nobody thinks to take a sample they're just poking it with sticks they really literally are yeah but then (laughs) they're like Hey, Benny, take Ward to go see Ezra because somebody, he goes, does anybody else live on the property? He asks Nathan and Nathan says, we have the occasional squatter. Occasional. As as if this guy doesn't live in a shack (laughs) on their property. It's not like he picks it up and moves it. It's pretty permanent. Yeah. And he's got cameras everywhere. Yeah. You know, he definitely breaks the whole hermit stereotype. But he's got, like, uh, satellite TV. I don't know that he actually had satellite TV. But he's certainly got enough power back there from solar panels, I assume, to power he his CCTVs and his mega tracks. What did he call it? He, I think that's what he called it. Something like that. But why did they go to talk to him in the first place? Because There's some reason Ward says he wants to speak to him. Oh, Ward wants to know if there was anybody else on the property who may have access to this groundwater. Oh, so he wants okay. to go talk to him and inquire about his water. But while he's there, he has a conversation with Lavinia, which is witnessed by Teresa, the mm-hmm. mother. Mm-hmm. And they go inside and they're talking and she says something to Lavinia about you must like him or something like that. And Vinny asks her why she would say that. (laughs) The mother gets real mean. Yeah. Like, real mean. She says, it's easy to tell with the way that you were throwing yourself at him. And Lavinia gives her this look and she says something to the effect of, well, look at the way that you're dressed. Yeah. (laughs) What do you expect? Or something (laughs) like that. That's really harsh and judgmental. It's really uncomfortable. And then she walks away, and the mom realizes that she was horrid to her, and I guess is ashamed of herself and, like, breaks out of her momentary lapse in judgment and realizes that she's got to go apologize. But I think before that, she says to Nathan that sometimes when she talks to her, she hears her mother's voice coming out of her, and it it surprises her. And it's almost like she can't control it. (laughs) So I think they were kind of setting up in multiple different aspects something being just a little weird or 
or uncomfortable under the surface for pretty much all of them. She's practicing witchcraft in in some manner to try to Wiccan. Sorry, she's practicing Alexandrian. That's Wiccan. Uh, he, which is a type of witchcraft. I don't know why you felt like you needed to. Whatever. I just there's all kinds of little <laughs> weird things under the surface, including the mom sometimes saying things that she doesn't necessarily mean or seeming seeming like she doesn't have control over what she's saying. I think that that was a kind of a fun touch. Yep. So they go to talk to Ezra, mm. and he it's a delight. He gives him a glass of water. This is Tommy Chong, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the best character in the whole movie. Yes. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't and coffee. I, it was. It was, or it wasn't water. It was coffee. Oh, it was. It wasn't coffee. It was coffee. Yeah, because he asked. Coffee, he coffee. asked if he wanted. You want some Java, man? Some Java. Java. I got Java. <laughs> And I forget what Ward says about it. Or he asks where it came from, and he goes straight from the mother's tit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I he doesn't start it for a little while yet, but I'm afraid that I'll forget. So I love, <laughs> I love that Ward takes on this this uh, like super business approach about everything. And every time he comes somewhere, somebody asks him something, and they say, "Who are you?" And he says, I- "I'm Ward. I'm the hydrologist." And then they say about the groundwater, and he's like, yeah, that's actually why I'm here. <laughs> he says that like three times. He does. It's just, it's just really funny to me. Well, everybody's offering him a drink. Even when he goes to City Hall, they're like, you want a cup of water? He's like, no, that's actually why I'm here. That's actually why I'm here. <laughs> Can I get you some water? No, that's actually why I'm here. Yeah. I just I I really liked it. really appreciated whenever he went in to see Ezra. He saw the cat, and he's like, oh, kitty, kitty, and like goes over and <laughs> picks him up. And he goes, what's his name? Name. Yeah, it's like G Spot. G Spot, uh, uh, a pussy named G Spot. Uh, uh. It's like the most childish joke that I've ever heard. I chuckled a little, <laughs> but I am a child at heart. Mm. But they talk to to Ezra, and then I think shortly after that, it cuts to the following night. Whenever Nathan is watching his interview that he gave to the local news. And oh not man. yet, not yet. That wasn't yet. Cause I just want to point out they he says, Here comes the circus <laughs> and it's two fucking bands. And they don't even say like I don't even think it said news on the side of it. It was like yeah, of, it was some kind of news station. Okay. One of them was like W T G A or whatever. Yeah, and I guess they're asking a couple of questions, and I think by that time it was pretty much gone. The meteor was pretty much it disappeared, which no one's really that concerned about, and I find that surprising because typically things that fall from space don't just disappear. Although Ward does say that meteors are typically less dangerous or not as dangerous as anything else that you would find anywhere on Earth, and he's right. Typically, meteors are just a usually made of soft metal. Uh, Iron nickel meteorites are the most common, I believe. I think you're right. There are some instances of ancient weaponry being made with meteorites. King Tut's dagger. Before anybody even knew what steel was, they made him a steel dagger out of meteorite steel. Mm. And it's still shiny today. Wasn't there something from that show that you were watching i don't know if it's true but it was a really cool story where they said attila the hun sword was a what's the word i'm looking for 
Not amalgam. What's it when you add multiple t- different types of metal together? An alloy? That's the one. It was an alloy that included meteorite because some prophet said that the gods threw a divine metal from the sky for them to use in his blade. And they forged it into a special weapon for him, and that's how he conquered ridiculous amount of the world. I don't necessarily know if it's true, but it's a really cool story, so I'm going to pretend it is. Every time I hear Attila the Hun, I think of a nun. <laughs> Literally every time. I think about that episode where you said about Hunbots, and I thought that you were talking about Attila the Hun's <laughs> robot army. <laughs> I was disappointed when you corrected me. So before Nathan tells Ward about Ezra, <laughs> he's talking to him in the barn while Nathan's milking the alp- alpacas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really proud of his technique. <laughs> He's so creepy about the way he describes milking these things. <laughs> and then he offers some to Ward, and Ward's like, no. And like crawling away inside mm. of his own jacket, trying to get away from it. I'm lactose intolerant, which I would say even if I wasn't. I um, don't think I would enjoy drinking milk straight from the cow's tit. It's weird. I know there's some people do some listeners out there probably thinking that we're sheltered idiots, but Max and I both grew up in farm country and we kind of know what we're talking about. And kinda. I certainly can say that goat's milk is pretty gross. Ugh. Just a heads up. So I can't imagine I'll pack it. I still different. refuse to eat goat cheese. Hey, I'm just I'm, I'm sure those goat. goats are fed like grass and hay and stuff, but I, I <laughs> I'm sure those goats are fed. <laughs> they're not eating <laughs> rotten parts of boards and <laughs> nails nails they're fed to t-rexes is what they are insulation around car windows <laughs> uh but ward also does a litmus test i think on the litmus. water i don't know he has a piece of paper that looks like litmus paper oh that's way later and it no it's not it was before the vans arrived for oh. okay. the news. I guess I missed that. But he uh, he was doing some sort of litmus test, and he had this yellow piece of paper that turned red. <laughs> it turned red, and then purple, and then shiny purple. Oh, yeah, it did. It did. Because, okay, so in the story, and I understand that they weren't able to do this, so they picked a really odd color that you don't find very often in nature, which is a very bright uh, fluorescent purple and that's it's a very engaging and weird color that you can kind of distinguish multiple times throughout the movie if you're looking for it it's everywhere and i really appreciate that in the book however the color is described as being indescribable which i know is a stupid sa- sentence to say but it's you can't true. describe a color you've never seen before it is it is indescribable it is no color that is currently in our lexicon or, or reference and I don't know if that's because it's constantly changing or whatever. It's been a little while since I read the story, but they describe it as being completely unique. So I understood they couldn't do that for this movie, but I do really appreciate that. Like I said, if you look for it, there is a purple hue everywhere. Yeah. Sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. And the different effects that they use are interesting. Sometimes Mm -hmm. a little obnoxious, but Mm -hmm. pretty cool. I think. Mm -hmm. Whenever they're, he's first talking to the sheriff and the mayor about what happened. He says that, they were inside and all of a sudden there it it felt like an earthquake and there was a pinkish color and then he corrects himself and he says well i can't even call it pink he like he can't mm. come up with a word for it right after ward gets done doing the litmus test he the rain stops oh 
while it was raining, Nathan and Lavinia, Lavinia was standing outside in the pouring down rain, just staring at the lightning. And it was like the meteorite was calling the lightning to Mm. itself. And the lightning was just repeatedly striking in the same spot. You're right. That's, that is before it disappears because that is, I think what is like charging it to gain energy to, to, I don't know. Yeah. And Lavinia is just like, it's so beautiful. It's calling the lightning. I don't like her. And (laughs) occasionally she made this face that made her look like your middle-aged, your, the general, your middle-aged drunk aunt that swears all the time. I thought you were going to do a really involved and really low-key stab at one of us. (laughs) Occasionally she made this really dumb face that made her look like your mom. (laughs) But no, seriously, when when she first came on screen at the very beginning, I thought she was one of the Olsen sisters or relatives because she looks like that at first yeah she looks she a little does bit have that face like <laughs> elizabeth olsen yes, she looks like yes. her yeah um but i i really liked that effect when it was striking it little pieces were coming off like sparks and it was getting brighter and brighter when the lightning was striking like it was absorbing energy and it was calling the lightning i really i thought that was cool i like that lavinia and benny can't handle the smallest of tasks <laughs> No, they also can't handle any inconvenience. We'll get to that. Yeah. But I just want to point out, like, they are completely helpless. (laughs) But work gets done during the litmus test and Mm. it stops raining. Are we done talking about this fucking litmus test? No. Nope. And the fitness grand pacer test. (laughs) It stops raining and he goes outside and he's sitting in his chair and he sees something out of the corner of his eye and he goes over to investigate it closer and there's a shimmering pinkish purplish color that kind of looks it looks like a ghost almost the way that it's I like annihilation i thought it looked like an oil slick suspended in the mm, air yeah that's fair and all of a sudden all of his electronics turn off and then his car turns on and he goes over and stands in front of it like an idiot. Because <laughs> if your car just turns on out of nowhere, you don't want to be standing in front of it in case it there's something going on with the the electronics in the car. Listeners, if your car turns on on its own, I'd recommend going the other direction. Because <laughs> there's probably something up with it that you don't want to get involved with. Like just ghosts. get out of the way if it starts to move you don't want to be there but anyway uh that's when we see in his hand is the book the willows hmm. by algernon blackwood Ooh, i like the way you said the name algernon blackwood hmm. it's a very long-winded story but it's worth it in the end okay and <laughs> i want that on my tombstone <laughs> <laughs> it leaves that part and goes that's when i think it goes to the the family in the living room and the mom's making dinner Mm -hmm. the and i think they're all watching the news and they're making fun of him because he's nathan is freaking out about how he looks yes and you're right we did skip a bit and they make him look like a dumb farmer you know oh ufo up there They don't have to do much because no. <laughs> my favorite part of that whole interview, I, if you were in the situation, if someone asked you something pretty offensive, like, are you, were you sober at the time? That's a very pointed question. 
And his response isn't, how dare you, or why would you make that assumption about me? His response is, oh, I'm, I do like bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a few drinks, but I, I was sober. <laughs> just the interview is amazing, and I love it. And, it and he's definitely... just standing there going, oh, Jesus, fuck, while well, it's happening. <laughs> Give me a goddamn comb. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> they labeled him as a um, as a UFO Witness, witness yeah and he was like i didn't say ufo you said ufo i said meteor <laughs> and he's yelling for teresa the whole yes. time who isn't paying attention to him well she hears him and almost gets annoyed and almost shakes it off it looks like yeah she starts getting really tense and the music starts kind of i think it might not be music actually i think there's a cue in the background like a slowly pitching up just tone as it as the stress starts to kind of build and she's just staring forward aggressively cutting carrots they're cutting like butter too as if they were already cooked it's a very sharp <laughs> knife i think that's what they're trying to imply is that the knife is very sharp although kind of small yeah it's kind of a soldier moment <laughs> and they uh Nathan sends Jack in to get her because he keeps yelling, like, honey, are you saying this? And she's not responding. And he Wilma! Doesn't. I mean, <laughs> Teresa? Teresa? Yeah. And <laughs> Can you come out here? <laughs> and uh, he sends Jack in to get her, and Jack... I was really scared that he was going to get stabbed. Yeah. But he pulls on her sleeve, and she cuts through her fingertips and squirts blood onto his face. She cuts two fingers like just yeah, above the like knuckle. two digits. And it's right there. very it's very real. So if you're squeamish, look away. But yeah, it goes if right through. If you're squeamish, him. why do you watch these movies? <laughs> this Still would not be talk. a good one to watch. I have some people that are listening to the podcast who won't watch the movies, but they like the podcast. Me too, actually. <laughs> have you yeah. taped them up in your basement? <laughs> I have some people. <laughs> Listening to my podcast. <laughs> Take them up in your basement. They won't watch <laughs> the movies. Headphones in their ears. <laughs> Kelly, Teresa, Ashley, hi, I love you. Oh, wow, that was a lot of names. Those people, I love you too. <laughs> Thank I'm you. indifferent to you. <laughs> that means he likes you. <laughs> so, the creepiest part, at least for a little while, is Jack runs back out and gets Nathan and says, Daddy, Mom's hurt. And he shakes himself away from the TV and realizes, you know, he's got to go check on her and goes in. And she turns completely unaware of what's happened and says, dinner's almost ready and holds up her hand. And two of her fingers are missing about two thirds of their length. And she's got blood just running down her arm. Was her dicing this carrot the last thing she had to do to make dinner ready? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> dinner's... Not was the carrot already Friday. cooked? I need answers. Is she cutting the carrot for some? Was it Tamara's dinner that she was making with the carrot? It's a good point. Was, carrots take a little while to cook. Anyway, moving on. I mean, you don't you don't cut carrots that way to put them in a salad. Typically, no. Ew! I hit my hand. I'm I'm sorry. Is dinner almost ready? <laughs> So, so he rushes her off to the to the hospital. It's an hour away. Yes. Leaving and the two most incapable people in the world to look after the farm. He and only Jack. leaves Benny in charge. Yes. That's right. He's the man of the house now. Benny, you're the man of the house. And, <laughs> and rightly so. <laughs> Excuse me. 
Please continue. I'll tell you why it's rightly so. Lavinia <laughs> turns around and makes a comment to the effect of, oh, yeah, because he's so responsible. <laughs> yes, but I'd like to point out the next morning, <laughs> she walks outside and the alpacas are out of the barn. He, Benny was supposed to put them away by 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I think he did. 10 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock in the morning? 10 o'clock at night, I think. I and think it was 10 o'clock at night. day whenever he was putting them into the barn. It was like... Well, 11 a.m. by the time she got up, and she's sipping her tea or her coffee, whatever stupid drink she has. That's and she when goes, she looks the most like a middle-aged aunt. That's when she looks like the most like a pretentious little bitch. Wow. <laughs> but um, yes. I really don't like her. And this is why, because none of them are responsible, but there's no wonder he named Benny the man of the house, because she walks out and goes, can you take care of these alpacas? Because I can't do this all by myself. And she <laughs> hasn't done anything (laughs) nothing i can't do this all by myself yes and fuck her (laughs) i mean fuck benny too but (laughs) you just don't like teenagers (laughs) 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 max hits puberty so hard that he just became an adult middle-aged man i had a full-grown beard at a very young age <laughs> you felt funny and then you went to bed and you woke up you <laughs> oh, so God. this is when weird shit starts to happen really weird shit i was starts gonna to say happen. weird shit started happening a while ago this is when weird shit begins to happen that's weirder and the only thing lavinia had to do that day was wash the bloody knife off and she couldn't even manage that i want to point that out yeah i don't I, know if that was supposed to be a hallucination because there wouldn't be that much blood they don't go back to it at all no. and it's kind of like she blacks out and then comes back to it and that's when there's blood and i expected somebody to be dead and like her to be Something. having some sort of weird macbeth moment oh, in the yeah. lady macbeth moment in the sink but <laughs> it the whole thing was just really strange and she why they made the most squeamish person in the house clean two drops of blood <laughs> off of that knife i don't know well <laughs> I had a roommate in college that literally could not look at blood. If she did, she started to pass out. One time she cut her hand while she was cleaning my blender. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was it plugged that... in? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh... She wasn't the brightest. <laughs> but anyway. You know, you see, evolution is survival of the fittest, right? You can see this traits developing in certain humans that would not have made it in the wild. People who stick their hand in a garbage disposal that's still plugged in. You know, people who um, pet a dog, <laughs> reach their hand into a snowblower because it's jammed and didn't turn it off first. <laughs> people who oh, look down the barrel of their gun to see if it's jammed. Yep. Um, but- <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know what the, what was going on with that, and I think that's when she starts to have side effects from the contaminated water, which causes her to get violently ill, like a, a stomach virus or a parasite. Let's continue listing what it could be. <laughs> and I think Ward shows up just then to he tell does. her that tell her she not to drink, drink the water. water. <laughs> that's actually why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> he answers the door and he says he's trying to talk to her and says can i come in and she says no it's not a good time and her stomach is growling and rumbling she's about to throw up again and he says don't drink the water and she says got it i trust you science man close the door yeah <laughs> no 
he said there's something wrong with the water, and oh. she says, I believe it's science guy. Oh, right. <laughs> I believe it's science guy. And then Bill Nye shows up in the background. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually. No, you have to say it three times before he appears. Oh. <laughs> Bill Nye, Bill Nye, Bill Nye. I'd rather say Bloody Mary three times in the mirror than Bill Nye three times. Why? He's such a cool guy. He used to be. Oh, we're going to get some. I still Ooh. love Bill Slam. Nye. Slam. You, you hate both um, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye. Why do you hate Neil Bai? Bill Nye. It's when they combine together, they make Neil Bai. <laughs> well, I believe Bill Nye is completely insane these days. He's not. Well, that's hey, my not. perception. I must say I'm right. <laughs> he basically uses his platform to tell anti-vaxxers to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get some And I agree with that this. sentiment. I do. But uh... <laughs> That's essentially what he does these days. Like, he makes these videos where he's like, and that's why vaccines work. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know why I hate Neil deGrasse Tyson? What? what did he just say? Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> oh, my. That's what you just said, right? It's Neil deGrasse Tyson. I believe it's DeGrasse. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Whatever. They were... <laughs> this company was trying to figure out how to pack food for space voyages, right? Because mm-hmm. that's like one of the biggest problems is getting enough food for a long 10-year yeah. journey to somewhere and back. And they serve him shrimp cocktail that they've prepared to be on a spaceship. And he's mm-hmm. eating it and he goes, I've had better shrimp cocktail. I thought, is he joking? I don't think he's joking. <laughs> no shit, you've had better shrimp cocktail. <laughs> this wasn't freeze-dried and reconstituted. Or others that you had weren't freeze-dried and reconstituted. I think it's hilarious <laughs> that that's what somebody has to do to busy you <laughs> Very specific criteria. And then I found out that he smoked Marlboros. <laughs> Fuck him. So anyway, as she's violently getting ill and the brother, the older brother is getting lost in the field, which is really cool. And I would have actually kind of liked just a few seconds of that where he says he's really sorry. He he's like, this is going to sound really stupid, but I got lost and I couldn't find my way back. And by the time I realized what was going on, it was dark and I I couldn't get home. And it sounds kind of scary and he's freaked out. And I imagine a very yellow brick road kind oh of God. Yeah. fellas, ladies, non-binary folks. If you haven't seen yellow brick road, I highly recommend it. It's very creepy. Why? Okay. Max is upset with me for recommending this movie. Mm-hmm. All of our listeners are going to be upset with you for recommending <laughs> that movie. <laughs> At some point, maybe we'll watch it. But goddamn, that movie is rough. It, it is rough. It's very if rough. If you think this was a hard time, this is not. It is a mind fuck. So if you're not ready, don't do it. So, <laughs> the other... I think it's actually when she comes back, before she gets ill, she comes back and Jack is standing in the yard, talking to the well. Just listening whistling. That's right, he's whistling. Yes, it is. It is when she's coming back, because she talks to him, and he says that he's talking to his friend. Or no, she, I think it's at a point where she comes back and says, what are you doing? And he says, I'm whistling. Damn it, I can't remember now. Can we stop for a second? Sure. One of the great challenges in this world is knowing enough about a subject to think you're right. Neil deGrasse Tyson. 
Neil deGrasse Tyson. DeGrasse Tyson. Okay, I thought you were going to pl- gonna play the DeGrasse. clip of him talking about shrimp cocktail, and no. I'm really disappointed now. So, it, apparently it is Neil deGrasse, DeGrasse Tyson. De- DeGrasse. DeGrasse. Like the grass, but <laughs> duh. Duh, grass. Duh, grass. <laughs> what grows outside? Duh, grass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I forget how it comes about, but she finds the youngest brother whistling near the well she talks to him for a second and he says that it's he's he says shh it's talking to me and she says who and he says the man in the well and she thinks that he's being you know a ridiculous little kid and goes to walk away and then hears it whistle back which is really creepy it is really creepy and then she goes inside and gets ill we i've talked about that we're doing the same thing we've always done where we jump back and forth sorry but you guys should know what you're getting into sorry not sorry exactly please please Take that so over there. I will put it wherever it I want. It is making noise. I want to put it over here, though. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's, Ward goes and talks to her, talk about that. And then as he's leaving, <laughs> I've had better Pepsi. <laughs> but then again, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I must say. <laughs> uh, we're really good at podcast living, and we aren't. No, we just aren't. We really aren't. We need to post a picture of that character from Space Mutiny. Because <laughs> I had a faux hawk, not too dissimilar from his. What's his name? I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't have a name. Just look for henchman number one, Space Mutiny. <laughs> he did have a name, but... It's like Lobster Boy. He has like a crazy faux hawk. <laughs> like mine that I used to have. <laughs> but I love when Ward goes, he talks to Lavinia through the door. And then as he's leaving, he says, hey, sport, what are you doing? And Jack says, <laughs> talking to my friends. And he... Looks at him and just awkwardly goes, okay, and leaves. Which is what we would all do in a creepy situation like that. After Ward leaves, he goes to talk to Ezra again. Mm. And he gets there, and Ezra's down on the floor listening to things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ward goes, hey, uh, hey, Ezra, what you doing? And Ezra makes some comment about how he he's listening to them and... and Ward goes to who, and Ezra goes to the men walking under the floor. <laughs> People under the floor, man. Yeah. You and gotta then, get down low. He again. calls this thing Magnatrax. It's the thing he's using to record this audio. Yeah. Yes, I think it is a form of uh, audio recording equipment. It's like a tape, re- a very big. It's like Super 8, but for audio, I guess. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> Ward's like, okay, it's probably just like. Sonic waves or something. <laughs> Geothermal and, activity or something like that, yeah. And he, he turns around and starts to walk out and says that he'll keep an eye out for G-Spot because G-Spot's not there. And uh, Ezra says, you might see her, but I don't think you'll recognize her. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is it's a, a really, really great line. line. It's very <laughs> portentous. Uh, okay. Was it Dave Ryder? McPherson? Alex Jansen. I'm looking now. Scott Dan Devers. It's Scott. Oh, his name is Mohawk. <laughs> of course it is. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> Evan J. Klisser, who he doesn't even have a picture in IMDb. So. <laughs> Was that his only movie? I don't know. Uh, I gotta know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Listeners. This is going to be my big breakthrough <laughs> in cinema. <laughs> 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 oh. Listeners, if you haven't seen... 
Space Mutiny, specifically the one with the MST3K Mystery Science Theater audio over he top was of it. In I highly recommend it. Crossing it the, the line. Yeah, it's him. That's him. Is that the photo I should post? That's not from Space Mutiny, it's not. though. Final cut, final solution. American Kickboxer <laughs> 1. Oh, just number one? <laughs> American Ninja 3 Blood Hunt. Blood Hunt. He's a very 90s yeah, That's That's a actor, very 90s reel. Actor. Oh, gosh. I must say. I must say. <laughs> so I believe it's that night. Jack is again staring at the well. And that's when he sees this bright, all-encompassing light begin to emanate from somewhere. It's kind of amorphous. They don't necessarily say that it's the well. And the dog goes running off and... You hear the dog start yipping and crying as though it's fighting with something. And then they just cut to Jack's face and you can see the the light reflecting in his eyes. In the story, I believe every night at a certain time, there's this intense beam of light that emanates from the well straight up into the sky. As though it's some kind of beacon stretching out into the cosmos. I think. I believe it happened every night. And... They did have something like that eventually, but it's not quite um, with the same repetition that I believe that it's talked about in the story. I can't find one picture of him besides that one that you found. We'll get a screen grab. That's all I'm going to use is that one. No, I, I have to find one with it from the movie. <laughs> with all right. lobster armor. So they keep trying to get in touch with the parents, and it's all garbledy gook. And yeah. the... Oh the parents return. I'm still here. <laughs> and the older siblings are inside, and Jack is outside by the well. And the older siblings are having a conversation about how the whole day just fucking got away from them, and they don't understand what happened. Yeah. Is essentially what they're talking about. And then they're like, oh my god, where's Jack? And <laughs> they go to find him outside, of course, right when the parents are getting home, and the parents are like, the fuck? You just left him out here? <laughs> yeah. And... Nathan is super mean to Lavinia, and yeah, I mean, I would probably be pretty upset too. I would be too. <clears throat> okay, I, I have two sides to this. One, yes, I, I would be pretty upset as a parent, but on the other hand, I also know that me as a child, whenever I was around Jack's age, I just kind of went out and did whatever I wanted until whenever I wanted, and only got in trouble for it once. So, just the one time. I don't know. But yeah, my parents were like, what are you doing with all those scissors? I'm making a spike pit to jump in. No, you're not. <laughs> Put those back. Meanwhile, my parents were like, what are you doing with those ladders? And me and my friends were like, we're professional wrestlers in the backyard. And they were like, okay, bye. <laughs> and let us do what we wanted. So. <laughs> let us know when you're famous. Basically. So <laughs> So they... he says, he says to the older brother, Tommy, I keep calling him that. Benny. 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 And he says, I told you to have them put away. They should have been put away hours ago. What are you doing? And he says, Dad, I tried. And it's it's sad because the dad thinks that he's being just a lazy shit when actually he's legitimately not able to complete a simple action because there are otherworldly forces Fucking up everything. Like his perception I'm sure of Moses felt the same way, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Moses. Are you going to elaborate on uh, that? No, I don't think so. elaboration? Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and- here, I can. When I was reading part where Moses is trying to convince Pharaoh to let um, his people go, mm-hmm. and Moses cast down his stick and it became a snake. Mm. And the Pharaoh's magicians did the same thing. Like, they threw sticks down and made snakes. But Moses' snake started eating the other snakes. So every time he does one of these plagues to convince Pharaoh to let them go, maybe it's a, a, a what do you call that? When it, it says something, but it means something else. Allegory? I guess. A fable? No. <laughs> but every time he does one of these, Pharaoh's like, I'm getting rid of these people. I don't want anything to do with this. But then it says, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And so Pharaoh wouldn't let the people go. I'm certain it's saying something other than what I'm reading, but it just doesn't make sense that God's like, hey, go tell Pharaoh to let you go. And he does a miracle. And then God's like, "Mm -mm, Pharaoh, don't let them go. I want to see how far I can take this. (laughs) So there you go. Those God cartoons or the, uh, not the cartoons, the, like the God Twitter where they're Mm -hmm. talking about where he's talking to the angels and he's like, (laughs) make tiny little cute fuzzballs cats. Give them razor claws, like that kind of a yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> God's just up there being a dick. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, Lavinia and and Benny both try to tell their dad that there's something yeah. really fucked up going on and they need to leave. And he's just like, yeah, whatever, you're being crazy. <laughs> and he goes inside and starts Y'all slamming shit around. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Teresa's Is that like, when he gets mad at the peaches? Not yet. No. Okay. <laughs> Teresa goes... <laughs> What's wrong, honey? And he, he says something to the effect of, um, oh, I yelled at Lavinia. And I'm <laughs> Not just winning like a father, father. of year award. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what he says. That's what he says. <laughs> Not winning a father of the award. <laughs> well, she's just at that age. That age where you can hurl abuse at her verbally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay, I guess. <laughs> yep. It's a very specific age. It's 15 to 16. That's it. After that, it's considered abuse. <laughs> And he's he's talking like such a dick too. He's like, maybe you can just get the fuck out of my face. Better yet, I'll get the fuck out of your face. Yeah. And walks away. I'm like, that's one. I feel like now it sounds like he's back on the crudes a little bit. <laughs> I feel like one of the dailies was like, uh, Mister Cruz or Mister Cruz. <laughs> maybe he wanted them all to call Tom Cruise that day. Tom Cruise is so in love with Katie. I saw the Jonathan Colton thong. 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 <laughs> I would wear that. It's <laughs> the one I was thinking of, but that's the one I have in my head right now. I imagine after every take like that, they were like, um, "Mr. Mr. Cage, can we can we do another one?" And he just said, "No." <laughs> can we stick to the script on this one? No, because <laughs> he just went full freaking. It didn't fit like his crazy freakouts. He started acting differently and moving differently and talking differently. Here, Mr. Cage, here's the peaches you asked for. <laughs> There's like shit. There's like shit. <laughs> Turn it into Red Sky. <laughs> oh, shit. But he just, like, he goes full Nick Cage. Like, Nick Cage would have been proud of that performance. It's crazy. I was going to say full Christian Bale, maybe. <laughs> He's Christian Bale by way of Nick Cage. Full Jim Carrey method acting. Oh, oh man. God. It was crazy. Which is, I mean, if you want somebody to go. If you want if somebody, you want to, somebody go, to go full Nick Hire Nick Cage. <laughs> Don't take less than Nick Cage. If you want classy crazy, go for Anthony Hopkins. If you want just full on crazy crazy, go Nick Cage. 
That's the car's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> the fuck do you mean? What do you mean the car's not happening? It's no longer an option. <laughs> it's not hip. Uh, so, at a certain point, oh, I, I think laughing. he tells Benny to put the alpacas I love away. you, Nick Cage. I really we do. really do. Like, seriously. Please email us if you're listening to this podcast. Oh my god. Guest star on our podcast. That would be so cool. That's a about it. That'd be amazing. We're going to get a bunch of mail that's just like, I'm Nick Cage, but it's not actually Nick Cage. <laughs> Well, it sounds like it's any law enforcement Nick Cage officer at gmail.com. <laughs> Nick Cage 72 cuz Nick Cage is taken. This is the Nick Cage. <laughs> uh, so I the real Nick Cage. The time it, it, the uh, of this movie, where are we at here? I don't now. know. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to he figure out. This podcast is wrong. At a certain point Benny tries to go into. Oh, that's right. Does he the, take Jack into the barn? The two of them are at their. Jack gets up in the middle of the night from. I think it's actually that night. Um. So see, I was on track. Well, hold on. There, there was one thing that I we did. We talk about Sam getting disappeared. Yes, already. Okay. I, did. I just wanted to mention real quick. How do they get dogs to growl like that on screen? I'm pretty I, sure you can train them to do that. I have no idea. I would assume so. If you are a professional dog trainer, you can let us know at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. I thought you were going to leave out the pod part and just say at gmail.com. <laughs> That's what we do when we actually don't want to know about something. But we want to pretend that we want your input. <laughs> so there, Jack is in bed with his mom. And they're, you know, she's because when they got home, he ran up to her and said, mommy, and they're attached at the hip. <laughs> oh. So I am allowed to ruffle my notes. Well, that really ruffles my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in bed, and he gets up, goes downstairs, and finds Benny on the porch looking at this beautiful psychedelic landscape of purple grass and flowers with a weird hue to everything. And he says, it's beautiful, isn't it? And Jack says... I don't know. That he, I actually don't know that he responds. But for whatever reason, they decide that they're going to go. He doesn't really respond to anything. Not ever, really. <laughs> but for whatever reason, they decide they're going to go into the barn. And I don't remember why now. Maybe they hear a noise. Well, okay. So before that was when, when the tomatoes and the peaches thing happened. Oh, because that was, yeah, because that was, uh, Teresa was upstairs doing her day trading. And okay, I guess it was. Nathan was downstairs outside. <laughs> I don't know why I need to classify downstairs, he was downstairs outside. Downstairs outside. He was outside <laughs> in his garden. In his garden, outside and he was of the like, house. Oh, tomatoes, and they were a month early. And I don't know what. Obviously, not healthy looking was. tomatoes. No, they were not. like big, fat, scary tomatoes. And <laughs> Gee, is there something I should know about your relationship with tomatoes? Big, fat, scary tomatoes. And and normal looking, bad tasting peaches. Apparently. <laughs> He takes them inside. He's like washing them in the sink, and she comes down and starts screaming about the router and the the conversations in this movie, the the dialogue, the chemistry was all so off putting. They were having two totally different conversations. Mm. Like it, they weren't even in the same ballpark. <laughs> she was like, "You need to fix that router." And he, I said, am hemorrhaging clients. Yeah. <laughs> and he said that. He already did. 
And oh, I somehow reset it. Honey. I, I did it this morning. <laughs> Look at these tomatoes. Look at these peaches. They're beautiful. And she's like, "Okay, we'll fix the router." <laughs> Although, to be fair, staying calm when someone's yelling at you is really the best solution because matching somebody's crazy will not go well for you. Although sometimes I get mad when people aren't matching my crazy. <laughs> I get mad that they're staying so ridiculously calm and I'm like it makes yeah, me even makes more, angry. more angry. Can I get some help, ma'am? Sure. <laughs> can I get some help? Yes, you can. Can I help now? <laughs> With me. Okay, ma'am, that's fine. Why are you not upset? <laughs> I'm just magic your energy. So <laughs> she's yelling at him about the router, and he's being real calm about the tomatoes. And then she starts to settle down a little bit, and he starts screaming about the tomatoes and taking bites out of them and the peaches, and then throwing them into the trash because they taste disgusting. And he's biting them and then spitting them out into the sink, and it's the most disgusting thing. It's, he, he's taking Nick Cage bites, is what he's doing. <laughs> Crazy Nick Cage fights, not regular. And then starts like uh, taking out his aggression and being really sarcastic about it by like slamming them in into the trash. (laughs) Here's another one. Wham! And another one. Bam! Slam dunk. I feel like I've had mornings like that when I haven't had enough sleep. I get real mad about shit and just start slamming things into the sink in the trash can. You know what sets me off more than any other thing? If I'm particularly tired and agitated, if I reach into my pocket for something and one other thing is in the way and I can't navigate yeah. it to get that one <laughs> stupid thing I was after, and I go, fuck, and like start pulling my pockets out. And like, <laughs> That's what gets me. <laughs> for me, it's whenever I'm super mad and angry and annoyed about things and I'm flouncing around the house and I get caught on the doorknob or something and then I'm like... <laughs> Ah! Who put this a fucking door here? <laughs> it's got a knob. <laughs> and why do I have sleeves? <laughs> it's like it just—it makes me so bad, and it only ever happens when I'm already agitated. It doesn't happen any other time. Of course. So, all right, I think we're caught back up. <laughs> no, I think we're further behind now than we were when we started. We're an Our hour listeners and- have no idea what the hell is going on in this movie. I haven't been able to get a word in edgewise. (laughs) So, as I was saying, Benny and Jack go into the barn because I think they're hearing scary noises. And the whole time, Jack is pulling Benny along because he doesn't want to go by himself. They hear... Oh, this is... They hear the alpacas growling softly, yeah. according to the caption. Yes. So they go <laughs> in the, the barn. Credits, the subtitles. And you know it's going to be fucked up. I said caption. I know. Oh, okay. Yes. But I used to call them credits. Oh. Used to, like, less than a week ago. <laughs> and just the one time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so they go into the barn, and I really like the way this is set up. Obviously, you know it's going to be creepy. They know it's going to be creepy. They're on edge because a lot of weird shit's going on. And they go into the barn, and what he sees terrifies him enough that he starts yelling for him to run. And this is also very thing-like. Yes. All the alpacas are now amalgamated into one lumpy flesh of mouths and poop holes, I guess. And they're like, yes. And, that's, and their tongues are sticking out. They're like an octopus. It's like when the thing absorbs the dogs in the dog pen. Yes. It is just a, a pile of alpacas but before that they go to run away and this not weird... a soft cuddly pile of no, alpacas no a fleshy naked mole rat pile of alpacas i don't think i'm a pile of puppies would be okay because you could roll around in that that's always fun to do hmm. yeah a pile of alpacas even nicely furred would not be 
They can be kind nah. of mean. I, like I bet one of them will try to bite you. One of them will probably try to spit at you. Isn't that camels, not alpacas? What, spitting? Yeah. Oh, it is all of them. I think any oh. pachyderm likes to go... Yep. And it's really gross. It's not It's not painful. It's just really gross. It is gross. It's just really gross. So, they... You can't do anything about it, because it's just an animal. <laughs> you can spit back at them. <laughs> well, <And> you can. <laughs> while that's happening, Lavinia is sitting in her candle circle. She had been packing and was getting ready to leave, and she was going to run away. And then she decides to do and a 47-hour <laughs> ceremony. A ritual. I don't know where she was doing it, either. Maybe the wine cellar? Maybe, Maybe the attic? Room. I don't know. But... She's doing a protection ceremony that involves her cutting runes into her skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I okay. She said she was doing Wiccan, yeah, or Alexandrian, but she's clearly doing something out of the Necronomicon. It would seem so. She has it in her hand at that point. I think she might have ha- had it for studying purposes, but she made a comment in the beginning that she didn't do hexes because they came on you, came back on you threefold. Threefold. Um, Maybe she hexed somebody. But you shouldn't complete any ritual you find in the Necronomicon. Not one. Not a single one. They're all awful. <laughs> if you've read the books. <laughs> well, she, I mean, she was, she picked it up, looked at it, and then I think thought that maybe there was something in there that could help her that maybe she wouldn't have utilized before. Maybe she just had it for research purposes. I mean, she said she wanted to get out, and I think... She never thought she could just open the front door and leave, I guess. Well... And the one time she tried that, she couldn't fucking manage that. They try to tack up the horse <laughs> later. It's later, but yeah. It is later. They... But they couldn't even do that! Well, no. that's that's a different story. But, the horse is freaked out. But in this... like they, So they go and they see the alpacas. They freak out. They go running away. Because not only are the alpacas a horrifying sight. A truly horrifying yeah. sight. There's also that purplish light that's emanating from somewhere nearby, and they're the running away to get away from it. And the Benny is a Benny's able to keep on running, but Jack trips. I think he and the drops mom... his dinosaur, and Teresa comes up and like scoops him up. Essentially, yes, she's going to grab him to pull him away from this seemingly deadly force. Just as a bolt of pure it... plasma washes over them, <sighs> gets them. And they get, like, Fantastic Four radiated, only they don't get special powers. They get melded together. Yeah. Oh, man, is it bad. And they go inside, and, uh, or Benny comes out, and... You mean Nathan? Nathan, I think... Nathan was already out there. I would love to be grafted to your chest. (laughs) (laughs) Just my head. You know, like my face. So you go for a job interview and go, well... Uh, Victor, why do you want to work here? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) no, people say that I I have twice the intelligence of a normal man. Uh, Who says that? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Who is that with you? It's my ventriloquist dummy. (laughs) Pour some beer down your chest. Come on now. (laughs) You there. Oh, no. I want to have that and control of your one index finger. So when you shake people's hands, I go... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's it. That's all I want. It's like like that anime parasite. (laughs) Playing guitar would be awful. (sighs) Can you play a G? I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) I literally cannot. So that reveal is awful. The dad comes out and says, we're going to... We'll just... 
we'll, we'll we'll get him inside. It's okay. We'll get him inside." And acts like they're just hurt. And then they <laughs> yeah. get them inside, and you get a look at them. Whenever Lavinia comes down, and he says, "Lavinia, what did, what have you done to yourself?" She's all cut up, and she goes over and takes a look and realizes that. Jack's head is now protruding out of what's the mother's name? Teresa. Teresa's spine, mm-hmm. and it's awful. And they're both gurgling and trying the to speak. Whimpering. It's and the... really hard. I'm. I feel like I've got a pretty good sense and pretty good control, and I don't usually have a. a I don't usually have that kind of sympathetic, really emotional response to movies, but this one hit hard. Yeah. And I had a hard time with it, and that's. It's no joke. Like it was, it was effective. So I'm not blaming the movie for doing something that affected, it had the, the effect on me that it intended to. But it was, it was pretty rough. And that is also not the way that it, it is portrayed in the in the story. Yeah, that is very different. It was more just so madness. I think. Yes. Right around this part to. was where I started having actually the same reaction to this movie that I had to Cabin Fever. Uh, never saw it. Well. I have seen it. What reaction was that? Just this seriously uncomfortable sense of hopelessness, I guess, mm-hmm. is essentially what it was. It it just... Oh, I, yeah. Having something like that, something from the outside affecting your body that way and not being able to control it and... Not realizing it until it's too late, and just, ugh. Cabin fever is within the realm of possibility. It'd be like Ebola. Okay. But oh, very advanced. I, I thought you meant for us to do on this podcast. No. Oh. I don't want to do cabin fever. <laughs> but it, I don't know, there was just this, it, I had the same kind of, re- I don't know exactly what it was, but it, just this sense of discomfort, and I then felt uncomfortable more so for the rest of the movie than I had for well, a long time. I'm sure there's a, a term for it, like a, a movie term, something similar to the suspension of disbelief, which is the idea that there is certain things you can get away with in a movie that, that in if it happened in real life, you wouldn't find believable. Because in movies, we don't want to see things that are exactly the way they would be in real life because they'd be boring. So there's things that can happen in movies that we're willing to suspend our disbelief to enjoy. So there's probably something similar to that that is what Kitty's describing. And then I, I imagine it's when you realize that no one in the movie is safe and that anyone can have any terrible thing happen to them. So you have to kind of let go of your expectations of any kind of safety for a movie. Like whenever people started watching Game of Thrones and you realize that any character could die at any time in the most awful ways possible. <laughs> and people really enjoyed that show, obviously. But there's also, it was also really rough and really difficult certain episodes still you know are scarring for people and some people stop watching the show after certain episodes jenny d the cosplayer and another individual i think that makes youtube videos or something i don't know did a cover of somebody i used to know Mm. but called it a character i used to know about that show and (laughs) spoiler alert for game of thrones if you haven't seen any of it but there's one line where they said (laughs) they thought ned stark was safe because he was on the cover Oh. <laughs> oh, nice. I mean, it's Sean Bean. If you thought Sean Bean was going to survive until the end of a show or a movie, you've never seen Sean Bean in anything. Just Ronan. <laughs> he true. survives that movie. <laughs> he does. It. Yeah. It. I thought it was going to be, um, the Silent Hill franchise. Oh wait, sorry. Oh, spoilers. He survives that. Well, 
Spoilers for Silent Hill. I'm sorry. Spoilers for Silent Hill. <laughs> he does for a while. I bleeped out a spoiler about the Babadook. Yeah, you'll probably have to do it this time because some people may not have seen those movies. We'll have to get to that movie at some point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, they were on the Lavinia couch. Was, oh, yeah, and then they yeah. asked. He asked them to help get Teresa and Jack upstairs, and they yeah. wrapped her up, in wrapped them up in a blanket, and drug them upstairs. And from that point forward, I think that I started to get really upset because nobody was acknowledging Jack at all. Yeah, they only talked to Teresa. Yeah, it's it's like they just didn't care Ugh. or just wanted to ignore that it happened. I think the thing about it, too, that was so upsetting was the fact that whenever you think about getting hit by this weird ray of light, like, what is the worst possible scenario that you could think of? You um, would think that it would be... Extremely that- advanced cancer. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> Like, to the point where your body just starts to disintegrate because it's your DNA is destroyed. Well, that would be the worst, I would think. See, like, your normal brain, I think, would immediately think death. Right. That that would be the worst possible thing that could happen. But then this other somehow worse thing happens, and you're like, oh, God. It would be like if I shot Victor, and as soon as the bullet exited, he grew an arm out of the hole. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Even that's not as bad. <laughs> I guess that's true. It, it just, I to me, uh, it is just the it's, worst thing. Yeah, it's heartbreaking and really difficult. And they say multiple times, I think they're trying to talk to us. And she is. She's trying to say things to them. And because the sun starts burning her. Oh, yeah. that was probably my biggest complaint about the movie is that they try to call 911 but they wait until morning before they try to leave. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why would you keep them in your house overnight and deal with that overnight? I wouldn't have even moved them from the yard. I would have called 911 then. Yeah, or <laughs> left, got them in the car and drove them away at that point. I'm not sure that my mental state could handle that. I think I may have walked out, seen what had happened, and then had it dawn on me that this awful thing was real. This is life and reality. I think I may have just... That would have been it for me. I would have snapped and walked off into the woods or something. Yeah, I don't know. This that was a rough one. That and was really awful. It's, I think, in the sometime that morning when they realize they can't get a dial tone, he gets really <laughs> weird and takes a shotgun out and takes care of the alpacas, alpaca amalgam. But he doesn't do what I think we all would have done in that situation and shot. For the head, he takes a couple of really wild shots to the body first that clearly injure it, but he's not really aiming with any care or precision. He's just kind of, like, hauling off and shooting at it. Which, it's a horrifying sight, and I guess I don't blame him, but it, it's it's rough to watch. That was also, just before he tried to kill the alpacas was when the car wasn't happening. Oh, right. Um, Car's not happening. He said that something must have drained the battery overnight, and... He comes back inside and he tells Lavinia and Benny to leave the room and he they ask what what is he going to do and he says that he's going to take care of it and Lavinia says like you took care of the alpacas. Is this is she giving her mom water right now? 
Yeah, and she's drinking yeah. out of the bowl like, like what a dog. The hell? Like, can she not sip water anymore? Why? She was starting <laughs> to become animalistic at that yeah, point. Yeah, her, her, like, brain was fused with other parts of her son, so I don't necessarily think it was all working right. Anymore. I think your drinker still works pretty well. <laughs> I, if you think it doesn't work, <laughs> I don't Even with severe mental work. alteration. <laughs> I don't know. It would depend on the alteration, I, I suppose. I guess. But then again, it wouldn't. It sounded like that was where you were <laughs> going with that. <laughs> It would depend on the alteration, but it wouldn't. <laughs> but um, she's really becoming an animal, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> but she, Lavinia, is ready to just fucking go. Like she wants yeah. the fuck out of there, and that's I think when they go and try to get the horse and get the tack, and she sends. Uh, Benny in to get the tack and she has Comet who for some reason hasn't been affected yeah, much. not at all really. Yet. Like. Although he does have some purple in his eyes. Yeah. That's, no, that's it. That's all that's going on with Comet. drink a lot of water. Yeah. yeah. But. Eat a lot. <laughs> gallons and gallons every day. The. He goes in. Uh, Benny goes in to get the tack and Something scares Comet away, and something scares Benny out of the barn, I think. Yeah. Even though the alpacas are dead? This might be actually before the alpacas. I'm sorry, listeners. No, it wasn't. Okay. It was after the alpacas. I Because think... it was while Nathan was sitting on the chair drinking, and he didn't, didn't kill Teresa and Jack. Yeah. And he's just sitting there... Drinking, talking to an empty seat. And I actually thought that he was talking to what he perceived to be his his dad. Hmm. And uh, sets a, a glass of bourbon down on the end table and says, I got your favorite movie on. It's this old, like, black and white yeah. movie. And um, but then we see him later and it's just white noise. It's yeah. Static. Yeah. And at some point, I think Lavinia comes in and asks some about her mother or something to that effect. And he says, well, she's sitting right there. And then he... What happens to Benny? So Benny tries to climb down the well yeah. at some point. Oh, because he hears Sam down there. Yeah. Which... So, sorry, go ahead, Max. <sighs> I don't know. Wake up, Benny. <laughs> fucking dog's not down there, man. Well... I, I mean, I chalk it up. You can me. see the whole way to the bottom. <laughs> Listen. It's lit up like a damn Christmas tree. They've all been mentally it's true. screwed in <laughs> some way or another. So his he has clearly been affected and not thinking clearly. I love Calcifer so much, but not that much. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> I would not climb well. down that well. No, Under you have normal an equal circumstances. chance of being stuck in the same well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Under normal circumstances, I would consider it. And this is the reason that I think that Benny had some mental, like his, his cognizance was somewhat Affected. diminished. That's like you call the fire department, then they'll come. They have equipment to do yes. that. So he says, <clears throat> so he says to him, I says, no. So Benny says, <laughs> um, I'm. I think he's hurt. I'm going to go down and get him. I'm going to put him in the bucket and you can pull him up. It was a big dog. Like it wasn't, he wasn't. And that was a, not a big bucket. It was, it was not. like a coffee cup. I'm going to chop him up and put him in the bucket. <laughs> what, and you pick him up one leg at a time. <laughs> so I don't think that Benny was, had a full 
uh, deck. Yeah, <laughs> a full dick. Think of, <laughs> he wasn't thinking with his deck, full dick. Deck. Oh, full deck, deck of, of cards. cards. Not all the lights were on. So he starts short of a full load. He starts climbing down on the well, and I mean, it goes for him exactly the way that we all expected it to go for him. Yeah, it exploded in light and vaporized him. <laughs> That's what we all expected. It pulls him down in, and you hear. <laughs> and Lavinia, I've made bad life choices. <laughs> Lavinia runs inside, and Nathan and her get into some sort of disagreement, and he takes her upstairs and says, "Your mother's hungry," and locks feed her. your mother. In the room with Teresa and Jack. Yeah. Now, I had the same problem with Lavinia at this point that I had with Kate from, or Katie from Super Human, Super Paranormal Paranormal Activity. (laughs) (laughs) Super Human. Ghostbusters. (laughs) But uh, at this point, she is like whimpering. And I get it. Okay, it would be very scary to suddenly be, you know... Um, grab by the neck by your father and, you know, haul up into the house. But she's like, please, daddy, please, daddy, please, daddy. I'll do whatever you want. And then she gets to the attic and she's like, please, mommy, please, mommy, please, mommy. And it's like, what is this going on right now? Like, uh, I mean, at a certain point, you just plead for your life because you're in an impossible situation. And he chucks her in there and we see that she's started to evolve and she can now move around and she's horrifying. In true crab walking fashion. Yeah. Lavinia. And she like crawls across the floor and you can see that she's oh oh. And Jack is basically just there. Yeah. He isn't really able to control yeah. anything. He's long for the ride. She's just kind of absorbing him and taking what she can. <laughs> and meanwhile, Ward is in to try and talk to the mayor about the water problem that's going on. Well, this <laughs> was, that's what he's there to talk about. <laughs> that was a while before. That's, that, actually, yes. why that's actually why I'm here. <laughs> well, it wasn't because then after he leaves there, he goes out to talk to um, sheriff, the sheriff, and the well, he goes outside and sees the sheriff, and the sheriff calls him over. What did the sheriff say, Kitty? Uh, I just wanted to. I didn't know if you remembered what he said or not. I didn't okay. remember what he said. I just wanted to hear you go, oh, he says. Because <laughs> he actually does have to over here take you a look at this, sir. <laughs> look like they done been skinned. Take a look at these animals. That's, I don't know. Why, why does everybody go to this hydrologist for everything? I don't know. I'm like, look at this amalgamation of animals. What do you think? He's the only one in town. Who's Maybe you should school. ask a biologist about this. They don't have any. Give him any fucking warning either. He just goes, look at this, and lifts it off. It's a pinata. Oh, wait, I wanted to show you something else. That's disgusting. Smell this. That's essentially what he does. Ward is clearly upset by this, and then he realizes that he sees Mm -hmm. G-Spot's bell in the... Mm -hmm. So he did recognize G-Spot. Well, he actually saw G-Spot before then... In the no, no, that was them no, that was them. The they farm. were coming back from the hospital. They saw G Spot in the middle of the road. Oh, and they G-Spot did. Goes, there was only a couple of times that they used special effects in this movie. Should have buried her in the pet no. cemetery. Great, yeah. But the the one quick still that we got of it did look creepy. It just didn't look like it was super polished. That's all. And G Spot was played by a cat named Lucifer, by the way. Well, that's fun. <sighs> and so <laughs> I'm gonna just tell you about all the animals from now on. <laughs> But one of the alpacas was named Owen. (laughs) Was another one named Grady? (laughs) Or Obi-Wan? Or wait, no. That's 
<laughs> Never mind. What doesn't is scan happening? Owen. One of them, Tina. Owen Wilson. <laughs> That's Tina was a llama, wasn't she? Yeah. It's close. Fat lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tina, you fat lord. Go get some dinner. Oh my god, Tina, you've been absorbed into your brothers. You fat lord. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so they get to the farm just in time and they walk oh. in and they start asking about the the rest of the family where it's like where, where's your family and he's like they're sitting right here on the couch and they're not sitting right there on the couch <laughs> drink yeah. i'm gonna have one yeah, yeah. I'll have one. just for a second co-hosts and listeners together let's all imagine that I you're a concerned citizen you are driving with the sheriff to go check on these people that you presume may have been infected by some type of contamination in the water in the water table you get to the house and the father of the household comes up to you and he's really fucked up he's got blood all over him he's got cuts on him and he's acting extremely weird like the way that he responds to them would freak me out and the sheriff rightfully both the sheriff and ward the whole time just are like sharing glances like what the fuck <laughs> If you believe a property has been contaminated with an extremely dangerous contagion, you don't fucking drive up there again. Call the CDC. Mm. Or any government. They'll send somebody to come do something about it. The folks from Area 51 are on it. but It's 1-800-GOVERNMENT-IT. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh hear Lavinia scream and they run upstairs and they are too freaked the fuck out to do anything about it. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I just, that's fine. I want to point out real quick that I knew that it was coming and I'm so glad that I was wrong because I, like I said, I, I just, I, I didn't just assume I knew that they were going to shoot the lock off the door and the fact that they didn't made me really happy. He, yeah, he used the butt of the gun or no, he shoulders it. I'm pretty sure. Or kicks it. He shouldered it, I think. Okay. Yeah. I just appreciated that. Like, he says, watch out, Warden. I was like, oh, here it comes. He's going to shoot the lock off with the pellets from okay. the shotgun. I understand it's padlocked, but it is just a flimsy wooden door. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and essentially. The door's weaker than the lock is. So they get in and they see that the mom is. Attacking Lavinia. And. No, she's not. She's slobbering on her for, progressively. I uh, like 20 minutes now. She's just been standing over her slobbering on her face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she had to get her good and slobber. It's hardly under attack. Swallow that, her. I mean, that's what Talison does to me on a daily basis. And <laughs> it feels like an attack. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like the fly where he vomits on his victims to melt them before he eats them. But it was not like that. Mm, no. Jekyll is amazing. Jeff Goldblum, if you want to be on our Dude, podcast. he fucks that one guy up. He, yeah. Vomits off his arm and leg and... Oh, he also fucks up the body, or the the guy who's like, let's arm wrestle. And he just goes, boop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think okay. flies are particularly boop. strong. But... <laughs> if it were an ant, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, but Nathan comes up and he kills his wife and Jack. Mm. And then walks out and says... That's not my family. <laughs> yeah, he's... Yeah. You think that he's, he's a gone. moment of cognition and a moment where he comes up out of the surface of this insanity, but he's actually just getting further in. He's getting worse. And something happens. They're looking at the color in the well. With and he's, Ward. He's about to 
I thought he was going to shoot the color coming out of the well because he says the color and he holds up the shotgun and that's when the I think Nathan's about to shoot Ward. Ward. I think that was what was about to happen. And Lavinia goes, Ward, look out. Oh, it's the sheriff. The sheriff says that. It goes, Ward, look out. And then then shoots him. And then he says it with his gun. And (laughs) he shoots Nathan. And then this is the part where Lavinia didn't bother me that much throughout the course of the movie. Not any more than any of the oh, other Oh, now characters. she's going to bother you. But this is the part where she really bothers <laughs> now me. Because she's weird. like, you shot my dad. And I don't understand why. You shot my dad. He only ever tried to feed me and my mom once. <laughs> and murder my nut boyfriend. And a million other things. <laughs> he was so terrible to her. And I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But... What, what did she say? Like, do you see what you've done? Yeah. Like, How could you have can done you this? Just, you've had like two days <laughs> to do some this. serious growing up, which you should have done, and you just haven't done any of it. <laughs> and they they say that the color looks like it came from Ezra's shack, and they can't leave him out there. They got to go and get him. Leave him out there, man. Leave yep. him out there. He wants to be out there. He's a hermit for a reason. He's fine. Leave yeah. him out there. And so he leaves Lavinia there, and then he they go they go to Ezra's shack and go inside and Ezra's dead in the the chair he's, and there's yeah, he's been corpsed I guess yeah, uh, yeah. and there's a, really have a better word invigorated for by energy invigorated <laughs> vinaigrette <laughs> there's a thing that he recorded playing over the magna tracks or whatever yeah and it's pretty good yeah. i enjoy the effect of it and they're like, okay, maybe we should get out of here because his forehead starts glowing. Yeah. And as they're running out, the trees attack the sheriff. And his gun yeah. falls and goes off. <laughs> it shoots. Thankfully, he doesn't shoot Ward. It's like, patow. And Ward's like, huh? Sheriff? <laughs> Where'd huh? you go? <laughs> and then he looks up and the thing, the thing, the, the tree stabs the sheriff in the Dead face. Dead by daylight style. Yeah. yeah. That's what it looked like. Wow. Guys, I've barely gotten to play that new killer. I have not played it since the last time we played together, like 19 months <laughs> ago. That's it. the last time I played that killer. I haven't played it since you bought me the expansion where I could play Nancy Wheeler, and I'm very sad about it. Oh, right. <laughs> Having kids is great, but uh, it means you don't have a life for a while. <laughs> so this is the point where I, I kind of want to point something out. Um, one thing that they did not include in this movie that I really, really liked from the books is... They say that this this forest has a general sense of unease about it. And it's always had this sense of unease about it. But every forest in every H.P. Lovecraft story has a general <laughs> sense really of unease. It's, it's, it's H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft. It's a theme. It's a, true. <laughs> but one thing they say about it that I really liked is that the trees sway in unison when there's no breeze. There's no wind. There's no activity of any kind. They just They just sway and creak in unison. And it's just weird, like all the time. And I thought that that was really cool. And they never really touch on that. But never anywhere in the story does it say about the trees coming alive and killing people. And whatever, you know, it's a movie, they want to make it more over the top. I just, I I didn't appreciate it at all. It didn't sit well with me. There's a a lot of other ways they could have handled that. The sheriff could have just not made it out whenever the light blew up. And he could have gotten melded into a wall or something. (laughs) There's a million other ways they could have handled that. That wouldn't have been quite so cheesy, I guess. Uh, So... (laughs) We are approaching the end of the movie. Thank we God. are. Thank God. One of them. Oh, my. So, 
Ward goes back to the house. Nathan starts attacking him. Ward runs into the aforementioned My favorite thing at that moment (laughs) was when he goes, You're dead, Nathan! And Nathan, in Lavinia's voice, I think, is like, It's no big deal. (laughs) Stop looking at my legs. (laughs) But that's, I think it's, is it before that or at the... Lavinia's by the well becoming energated. Yeah. Energized. The Energizer Bunny. She starts to look like the, yeah, the Energizer Bunny. Sure. I wouldn't have found the movie to be less if she had started like, boom, 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 like going around. I wouldn't. (laughs) The purple coming out of her forehead actually made made me think that she looked like Raven from Teen Titans. Kind of. But Raven was cool. But the the light. She did actual magic. She did. Um, But the light coming out of the well, it it makes this weird like tornado-y type of swirling thing up into the sky. vortex. A vortex type thing uh, into the sky. And it, it doesn't. I don't know. Again, they can't make a movie to fit everyone's mental image of a book. It just didn't really fit the way that the, it's described in the movie or in the, in the book. It just was weird. Like it. Yeah. And the book, the, like the meteor, like shot out of the earth. Yeah. Back up into space. And then there's like a second blast of more shit going. I guess it was like the purple light going with it. Yeah. They talk about the, the light being a beam that's firing straight up into the sky. And this was like a, a weird trailing, I don't know, meandering vortex of energy so i eh, it was weird i was just thinking about an american dad thing <laughs> of course you <it> were <laughs> once per episode so i think that's when ward goes inside and that's when the, the nathan thing happens and and they're all sitting there it's like a, a flash and then they're all, the whole family yeah. sitting there it's it kind of put me in mind again dead by daylight of the the doctor mm, yeah. in that where oh. you start to get the madness the electric doctor yeah, yeah. and oh, yeah. um i guess it's doctor sleep is it doctor sleep I, that, no that's no. not what he's called yeah, doctor one of the worst killers to be up against let's be uh the he's my favorite to play demi gorgon is worth is worse is worth its weight in shit <laughs> <laughs> i okay I like playing against the doctor because I just give up and I start running at every apparition and doctor that I see in the game. <laughs> and I've actually had a couple of them let me go. Yeah. <laughs> you were a fun one to hunt. <laughs> but anyway. But anyway, I'm so Ew, anyway. One of them said something really creepy to me afterward one mm. time. And I don't remember what it was, but it just like asked me to be their plaything or something yeah. and i was like it was oh, like i'm gonna wait, walk away now did? yeah they sent him you know how you can send a message to people Ew. afterwards yeah. yeah yeah it was, was not, really it was really not awkward. like even like pretending to be playfully weird it was just straight up weird like this was a serial killer who was using this game to stave off <laughs> their urges for a little longer yeah it, it was, was awful it was awful Ugh. But Ugh, anyway, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> so Ward goes in and somehow knows that there's a, a trap door on the floor and yeah. deftly pulls it out. But then somehow Nathan doesn't know how to get into it. <laughs> oh, damn, a trap door. My only weakness. Tra- I can't lift doors up. <laughs> and it's after he goes and starts banging on it that Ward thinks to hold on to the handle to hold it closed. Mr. Cage, there's better peaches under the trap door. <laughs> <laughs> you mean peaches that don't taste like trap? <laughs> Tourette's guy would have made a good appearance in this movie. He would have. <laughs> oh. What do you mean a meteor? <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> and then the house blows up. <laughs> yes. And the house blows up. And Ward is miraculously unharmed. He comes out. And there's a, like, a ten mile radius of area of ash. effect. That this thing just blew out. 
and which, according to the book, the wind and weather um, can't like they don't disturb that ash. It stays that way forever. Ew! Yeah. It's like permanently. I don't know. And he comes out scorched, and then it starts like one of three endings where I thought that's where it was going to end. And then he's on a pier talking about something, and I thought that's where it was going to end. And then there's another point after that where I think there was another part. He throws his joint into the reservoir, and I don't drink that water. I don't know why he sounds like the cops now, but... Yeah. Max, stop masturbating. (laughs) That's pretty aggressive masturbating. (laughs) Well, we're almost done, so you gotta get out. So, I, if you couldn't already tell, I was really frustrated. This movie should have and could have ended like 10 minutes earlier, and it would have gained some points for me, but they stretched this out so unnecessarily. Could have ended an hour earlier. <laughs> could have ended before it started. Really. <laughs> I was going to say, it could have just never happened. <laughs> um, all right. So, was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? I'm out of notes. and uh, No, not without getting no. into our favorite parts and shit. Yeah, I'm done. All right, Vic, go ahead and tell us what your favorite thing was. My favorite thing. Hmm. I had really thought about this, and I had one, and then I forgot it. I, I thought, thought you about were, this at all. The way that you said that, it sounded like you were about to say, I had really thoughts about this. I had really <laughs> thoughts about this once, but then they went away. Um, I liked the general tone of this movie, the feeling of hopelessness. It did really fit with the story, and I, I liked it. Max? My favorite part was the praying mantis. Oh. That we actually didn't even talk we about. Didn't. We didn't. It's really It not. comes out of the well, and uh, in the book it says like there's a ton of bugs and crawlies and stuff around the house that are all not the way they're supposed to be. But um, Yeah. Well, and they, they did those little things throughout the course of the movie. There was the flowers at first where... Nathan is, says to Teresa, did you plant that? And she says, no, it must be a perennial. Yes. And um, there's the thing with the, the tomatoes and the peaches. And then there's also, during the situation with Jack looking down the well, there's this weird... Jack and Jill went up the hill. To fetch a to... pail of water. <laughs> Jack fell down and broke his crown. That means his skull. He did. <laughs> Yeah. But, but he's looking down into the well, and there's this bulbous, throbbing thing in the oh, the well. Keep talking. It looks like a massive. Sorry. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. What? It looks like a massive egg, and the praying mantis that comes out of it is big, but not immense. Yeah. And it, but it's purple, and it has weird purpley tendrils coming no, out of it. This is why it was my favorite part. Listeners, I don't know if you know this yet, but my favorite color is purple, specifically black and purple. So if I saw a praying mantis that looked like that, to me, it would be the most beautiful thing I ever saw. It's mine! Yeah. <laughs> I would immediately capture it, kill it, and mount it. I've never seen so anything So I can like keep it. looking at it forever. It. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. It reminded, for something, for some reason, it put me in mind of the very first um, Power Rangers movie. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> the, yeah. the pulsing thing in Ivan the <laughs> yeah 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 mm-hmm. yep this um, is just a precursor to Ivan News. that's where the light went <laughs> up into the, the the tomb in Mars where the moon Sorry. Uh, Kitty, my favorite part. favorite part of the movie was Jack 
<laughs> he's just such a cute kid. So goddamn cute. Carrying that dinosaur around yeah. and just... That's why it was so heartbreaking. Being a cute fucking kid. That kid's gonna have issues when he gets older. <laughs> he really is. The kind yeah. of shit that he's been in. It's funny because... I, I don't know what it looks like on set. A lot of this stuff, but... I imagine his parents Kids don't let him watch the stuff that he's imaginations. in. Wait, I take that back. My favorite part was Ezra. Oh, yeah. He was, Mr. Chong. Oh, his voice. Yeah. I just... If I could... Smoking all those years. If I knew that I would sound like that, I would take up smoking. <laughs> Do you guys know that I'm working on it? <laughs> Willie Nelson quit smoking weed, but now just does like edibles and shit because it was he was having a hard time with breathing and shit. I mean, singers have a I very believe that they have to take care of their vocal cords. Yes. So anyway, uh, <laughs> he was my favorite part. Vic, what was your least favorite part? Uh, there was a lot. To be completely honest with you. <laughs> Um, I would say my least favorite part was the fact that it drug on a lot. I feel like it could have ended. It honestly could have ended whenever the light shot up into the sky. It could have ended when he came back to her. It could have ended with him coming out of the ash. Like there were so many times that this just kept on going and I just kept getting more and more frustrated. James Bond movies are like that for me. Mm. I always feel like there's about 17 different endings. Casino Royale specifically. It has like a good 30 minutes of ending that you're... Really yeah, I got very confused by the end of that. <laughs> that has Har- Javier Bardem in it, right? It does. Not Javier Botet. No, not, <laughs> not that one. The most recent one, I think, does. No, I thought it was that one. It was not. Wait. It was the most recent one. Javier Botet is in one of the James Bond no, movies? No, it was a joke. That was a joke. No, yeah, it's, it's Javier Bardem. He's in Skyfall. Skyfall, that was the one. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> All right, uh, Max, least least favorite part. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you guys want a drink? I'm getting one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess my least favorite part was anybody went back there. Uh, Why would you? Uh, I'm, the sheriff and ward were trying to do the right thing, but in reality, yeah. they, they didn't it know. Helped. No one. They didn't know how bad it was going to be either. Uh, I guess. I also do like the fact that... <laughs> Ew, Sorry. But why do it into the microphone? <laughs> it's a pop filter, not a sneeze guard. <laughs> I mean, it still doesn't make any sense. We paused, but then you just did it. And <laughs> so I love the fact that they're on their way to the farm. And they're saying something about, you know, I, I can't get through to them. Uh, I think they said they called the farmer something. They're having a conversation. And then they see the horse running the opposite direction. They look at each other and they're like, now it's serious. Better put on the lights now. And now we watch. <laughs> You're the only one that talked about your least favorite part. I did too. Okay, sorry. I'm the only one that didn't talk about my least favorite part. <laughs> I will say one of my other favorite parts of the movie was the purple highlights in her hair. I do mm. like purple. So I thought that was cool. What was your least favorite part? Like, just the bullshittery. Like, you said when people go back to the farm. Yeah. Like, oh, why, right, right, why okay. would. Who's, who's rolling in there to play the hero? Ward. That <laughs> sheriff had no sense of self preservation either. <laughs> uh, I think that my, that my least favorite part was. I don't know. It's really hard to pick a least favorite part. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's so all, many to choose all from. All of the animals die. It's not just the dog. <laughs> yeah. oh, we don't know that Comet's dead. That's true. He might have been the only okay. one that got away. Comet may have lived, but Sam, G-Spot... Dasher, Dancer. All of the alpacas. 
all of the other. I reindeer. would pay a lot of money for a purple-eyed horse. <laughs> uh, if only he, he was black, cut like Blackford and purple-eyed. Blackford. Black. Would that be his name, Blackford? Black. Uh, no, <laughs> I call him the Saint. <laughs> Um, so just a, a quick note. Um, I, I obviously didn't expect this movie to be a scene-for-scene retelling of the book. I expect them to take some liberties and try to make it their own a little bit. But one kind of big thing from the books is that pretty early on, or from, from the story, pretty early on they say that animals wouldn't go near this place. That they steered clear specifically of that farm and that all attempts to try to bring an animal to it would cause the animal to get so far then get spooked and turn around and run the opposite direction. Well, uh, Ami, is that his name? Ami. The guy that comes to check up on the on Nahum. Oh, yeah. He yeah. brings his horse and carriage. But he drives it up, but the horse gets spooked and runs away with the carriage. Yeah. Oh, you're still talking about the, the <laughs> Yeah. Nahum. 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 Nathum. Nahum. Nope. <laughs> uh, all right. Are we so doing scary? What part? was the scariest yeah, part okay. for you? Scariest part for me. Hmm. There's a couple. Here there be monsters. Honestly, for me, the psychological aspect of this was really terrifying. So I think whenever uh, Lavinia and her brother realize that they, they can't get off the farm, that whatever this is, it won't let them, is really scary. Because you feel so powerless. And you realize that even... Like the earth, the air, the animals, your own family, like it's taking control of everything and you are in a hopeless situation where you, you can't, you can't fight it. You can't leave. She won't let you. (laughs) You don't see the color. The color sees you. (laughs) Yep. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This movie wouldn't have been worse off for having that in it. (laughs) Uh, I think it (laughs) is. My scariest part, I think, was... um, uh, oh boy. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Probably the alpaca monster, just because it reminded me of the thing. Yeah. Mine was Teresa and Jack getting melded together. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Isn't that every mother's dream? Literally, to absorb no. your child back into you. <laughs> I love my children. Get them off of me. <laughs> okay, so now we go scary rating. Uh, scary rating. Oh, God. Be honest. Yeah. It's hard. I. Oh wait, I guess I've been going first. Yeah, this time. you go first. Um, so I'm actually gonna give this movie pretty high rating because I found it to be pretty scary and it had good pacing. I appreciate that in scary movies in horror movies where the pacing is, is there to let it breathe and let that dread build up. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10 for scariness. Wow. I, this movie was really creepy and I really was pleased with some of the ways that it went five out of 10. Okay. I get it. This is really hard for me because it made me extraordinarily uncomfortable Hmm. and it made me sad um and there were parts that were really creepy but for the most part it just made me uncomfortable and so i guess for scariness i'll have to give it a six 
Should we have an if, uncomfortable rating? If we were voting on how uncomfortable a movie made us, like what with that rating, I would give it a ten out of ten. It made me really fucking uncomfortable. Okay. Um, at multiple points, it wasn't just one point in the movie. It just the whole movie had parts that were super awkward. Yeah. Like even just the thing in the beginning where uh, Ward is looking at Lavinia's shoes and she asks him if he's checking out her legs. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. The whole like the whole movie has parts that are uncomfortable. Because he's clearly old enough that he's gone to college, he's gotten a degree, and he is now uh, an, an expert enough in his field that he's sent on field assignments. So he's probably in his late He has 20s. a triple like doctorate 24. in hydrology, meteorology, and yeah. biology. Yes. I would say that he's probably about 24. You're usually 22 when you finish your bachelor's degree, and then it's two years to get a master's degree, which is probably what he has. Okay, and you can't get a bachelor's degree if you're married, so he's, he's a bachelor. Sorry. I would think he has a degree in chemistry. I would assume probably. so, or at least some training in it. Uh, I'm guessing that it's... You said bachelor's degree? Oh, just a degree in general in oh. chemistry. His, I I would guess that his master's degree was probably in agricultural engineering. Mm. Oh. Yeah, okay, um, but still, he's old enough to have gone to college, so he's in his mid to late twenties, and she's probably like not that, like probably underage, like sixteen. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of creepy when she Benny's says that. Benny's the oldest. And I don't think that he was. I think that he was looking at the fact that she was wearing shoes and wasn't before. And he was looking to see if she was wearing shoes, period. But still, it's weird and uncomfortable. I yeah. thought that it was that, like, she had stickers on her boots or something. No, because he, he looks at her feet when she's getting on the horse and very obviously sees that she has pentagrams tattooed on one foot, or written on one foot. And she gets on the horse and she puts her feet in the stirrups. Oh, real quick note. Oddly, she gets onto a horse that's tacked up with English tack, but yet the, the when they cut to the barn, there's a Western saddle there too. So I guess they use both, which is fine. It just was weird. I don't know if it's because they had both and they didn't care, or if there was some attempt to make it both. I don't know. I just thought it was odd. But, uh, yeah, so scariness, I, I would just give it a six. Six? Okay. Yeah. What was your uh, overall rating? Overall rating, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10, uh, to be completely honest. I liked the movie uh, enough, and it was a decent interpretation, but there were some, some things about it that kind of fell flat for me and I didn't really appreciate. So overall, the movie was it was alright. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't super amazing. So, 6 out of 10. Overall, I'll give it a 7 out of 10, because a lot of it was purple. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I okay. So here's a, another part where another thing that I'm gonna have a hard time with. I didn't like the movie. I wouldn't watch it again. I it. I didn't like it. There were it. It just made me uncomfortable the whole time. And I don't like that about movies. That's why I don't like Will Ferrell. Everything about Will Ferrell <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. So I didn't like it. So it's hard for me to say that I would give it a high rating. I would probably give it a. a a six out of ten just because they they did a good job with certain things but i didn't like it if that makes sense so i have to and i ask this distinction of max all the time i have to ask the same of you are you saying that you didn't like it because it was effective at what it was doing effectively making you uncomfortable because that was what it was in, its intention was which in my mind should mean it should be a higher rating because it did what it was intending to do for you yeah, but a part of a part of you, like one of the things that you said whenever you were talking about your rating was that you liked it. Mm -hmm. 
So if we're taking that into account, then I'm going to take points off because I didn't like the movie. Oh, I'm. I mean, I guess. I guess it's a weird. Yeah, it's it's thing, super hard. It's super hard to. to I'm saying I liked it because of how it made me feel. It's not something I'm going to watch often. It's a rough movie. It's a, a really taxing experience. But it's I appreciate the things that they did. I, I I liked the movie for how it made me feel, which was awful. Yeah, because <laughs> that's I what know. I was expecting. But, when I like went there into are it. things that I would take off for, like the dialogue that they weren't trying to be weird with was bad. It is a little weird. It just wasn't good. The long ending, I took at least a point off for that. It, it would have been a little higher if this movie had ended earlier. Um, the effects were a little unpolished. The killing of all of the animals, including the dog. I, I take points off for that. Certain effects were good, though. Like Some effects were were really engaging and I really liked. The, the slight purple hue to the ice in his class, mm. because it was made from presumably water from the local supply yeah. that was really a really cool touch and it was very subtle and you would have missed it if you weren't looking for it so things like that were great but then the tree that comes down and grabs the sheriff looks it looks like a video game from the early 2000s <laughs> uh the mayor was horrible I, like i didn't I like her she was unnecessary her yeah yeah she was a completely so, unnecessary character yeah. just there there was a bunch of i'm saying I'm, I'm telling you guys she's the one that summoned the meteor okay okay with her witchcraft yeah. but yeah i don't know it it's hard it, I thought that it was there were parts that were really campy with it and mm. so um but not good kind of campy right like it wasn't trying to be campy it wasn't like uh the, the mummy <laughs> but yeah so those are my ratings okay um well I think it's uh just a couple of housekeeping things oh. that I didn't do at the beginning housekeeping um <laughs> so we did talk about it a little bit. You can reach us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. You can find us on, on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash houndsofhorrorpod, I believe. Um, Hounds of Horror Pod on Facebook, on Instagram. I post random crap on, on Instagram. What's the opposite I, of instant? Delayed. <laughs> yeah. Delayed gram. I'm going to make that. We should make a website called Hounds of Horror Pod dot i must say dot com <laughs> the longest title ever forward slash it's all here but then again it's not <laughs> oh i just imagined it was a gif of you going you've reached pounds of horror but then again you haven't <laughs> it's really confusing I must say. but yeah so i post random random crap on our instagram which then gets shared to our facebook so you can check those out and uh, if you give us a five-star rating on iTunes and say something interesting about us that we want to, we will read your thing on. Something interesting in general. It doesn't have to be about us. Yeah. But it should be about us. Maybe about horror movies. You know, this is what I like about horror movies. But, yeah. Because we'll, we're so interested in that. We'll read your review. <laughs> I think that's everything that I wanted to touch on. So I guess it's, it's Max. Get yourself gone and stay that way. I guess it's Max's turn to pick a... You're as useless as a screen door on a battleship. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, Submarine. <laughs> I guess, since we can't do Tusk right now, we are going to do Sweetheart. Okay. okay. It's it's one of those movies where the name doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. It's just one line in the movie, but it's a great movie. Um, listeners, watch it now, please. So you're ready for next week? Because it is just very, very good movie. It's a creature feature. Mm -hmm. It is. 
survival horror recommended to me by Victor. And I think I've watched it two or three times this year already. I have only watched His House once, but it was recommended to me by Max. And I should watch it more because it was very good. I was so confused by the start of that sentence. Because I thought you were having a stroke and talking about Sweetheart, but you said His House by accident. (laughs) Stop licking my book! Does anybody else want a drink? I'm having one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Okay, Sweetheart. A very good movie. I'm very excited to talk about in a um, professional, someone do the sarcastic air quotes for me, podcast. Have you seen it yet, Kitty? Yeah. Okay. But you said you didn't like it. I I don't... Okay. Kitty doesn't like creature features. She only likes movies when they're supernatural, and that's described as... It is totally supernatural. Ugh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Let's hear it, Kitty. Let's hear why Sweetheart isn't supernatural. <laughs> I mean, it's supernatural, but I, like, when I think supernatural, I think of ghosts. It's very like, Lovecraftian. That's it is. It really is. See, yeah. I I like ghost movies. I like demons and ghosts. Mm, that's fine. But that I mean, doesn't... we could watch Incarnate. <laughs> or uh, what's the other one I was thinking of? Too. You just made a face that made you look like Robin Williams. It, oh dear. Incubate and celibate. Uh, and I saw it just after I saw Sweetheart, and I was going back and forth between them. You said it whenever we were talking not that long ago. Uh, you said that you were trying to decide between Sweetheart and uh, Quiet Place. Quiet Place. Damn, that's one we need to get to at some point. We do, but I mean, I think Sweetheart is a fine choice. But it is your choice, so you make it. But we will need to get to it soon. But, I mean, I would figure Kitty has the same problem with A Quiet Place that she has with uh, uh, Sweetheart. I mean, you were going to pick a movie to spite us, so I think Kitty's concerns should be not yours. <laughs> I think they should be taken into consideration and then gone against. That's I think that's how that works. Well, sure. I would have picked Tusk, but... <sighs> See, I'm actually excited to watch Tusk because it has... Uh... <sighs> Johnny Depp and Justin Long or somebody uh, yeah. in it. I think Johnny Depp's only the in kid from Jeepers minutes. Creepers. So what? It's still Johnny Depp. No, he's in it for like. He's, I think he's the cop. I think. <laughs> there Johnny, was somebody else that was in it. Johnny too. Depp walked on on set. Did you uh, kidnap this man? <laughs> you did. You did kidnap him. All right. Did you guys get my picture? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's right. Haley Joel Osment is in it. Oh my god. In in Tusk. Oh, if that is him, who I'm thinking of, he got fat. Yeah, he got, he got chubby. <laughs> he don't go he's fat. He's still adorable. I mean, he's no offense been. to him, but I'm just saying. He was in something not that long ago mm-hmm. that we watched, and I was like, that's Haley Joel Osment. He was the dad in something. He still looks like he's 17. He was a horror he movie. He does. What he's just it? a little baby. He's got a baby face. All right. So we need well, to- <laughs> I wanted to pick Tusk because they're podcasters. He's a year older than me, actually. Haley Joel Osment is. Um, We should all hope we age the way he does. That is him. Okay. uh, Yeah, Justin Long. And then. So are we doing Sweetheart? Is that the consensus? Yes, Yes, we are doing. So we don't need to do anything. We can just. Oh, that's right. He was an extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. The uh, Mm. Zach Efron. Who? Haley Joel? Ted Bundy movie, yeah. Yeah, he plays the. Who was um, he in that? 
I saw that. He plays the friend that's trying to get with the mom. That was a good movie. Oh, okay. I'll be I'll be here for you. Can, you be? can, um, I, just, can I just come over to your house? It says Lily Rose Depp is girl clerk number two. Yes. I'm assuming that's one of his daughters. One of our children is up. He only has one. So we should do our sign off. So we all can... right. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye. Yo, I don't even... Thank you all for listening. So long. Love you. Bye.